0: In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of the Genius Brain <laughs> Podcast, hailing all the way from Canada. We yes, have yes, Russell, <laughs> uh, formerly known as D Pride, which is crazy, man. Because you know what's <laughs> interesting, man. Now I've been following you for a while, right? Since mm-hmm. you were like super, super young. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I found I actually found out about you through my guys the stereotypes really yeah wow. so they were they were they were kind of scoping around uh like young artists and talent uh-huh. you know so if you guys don't know who the stereotypes are you know you guys probably know Bruno legends. Mars legends right legends just fucking killing them the shout game. out
1: to them by the way yeah i had a session with them when i was like 19 exactly so they um, were, and they, it was a dream come true like so they were a dream come they were true. asking me so uh i know john
0: So John was asking, like, yo, have you heard of this kid, uh, Deep Pride? And I didn't know who you were at all at the time, just Uh because I I just wasn't really on YouTube that much. And for me, I just remember the the, the music scene on YouTube, at that time anyways, was like, it was all just covers, right? So nobody was really doing original music. So like for me, I was just rather listen to the original music at the time because when people were doing covers, they weren't flipping it. Mm -hmm. They were just trying to get like a really cheap beat of it and then, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then now that when that started to evolve, that's when I started getting really into covers. I was like, oh, yo, these people are really putting new spins on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you switched your name over to Russell, I had no idea where you went. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You didn't give anybody a fucking heads up. Yeah, that was kind of the, um, the aim, I guess. Yeah. Uh, more so because at the time, um, I knew I had a good little base of people like a good little core base of people that would follow me throughout the transition. Yeah. And then I knew that I was dumping out a bunch of fans that were kind of like halfway there. Not saying that you were, I'm sorry. I was just like, where did he go? (laughs) Yeah, there were, uh, I knew I had, I knew I had a couple and I won't say fickle because that, that just seems so like aggressive, but I had a couple half listeners a couple meaning a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um and, and rightfully so. I mean I was I was in the covers business per se, you know, like yeah. a lot of the cover fans aren't really the most, you know, they they don't really show the most longevity because they're there for that reason. Oh yes. Um and I had a lot of fans and big kudos to them that were there for the sole purpose of like I I like this guy, mm-hmm. no matter what he does. Yeah. Um So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do the name transition along with these people and take the hit on certain bookings that I would get for being deprived. You know what I mean? Like, I guess my washed bookings per se. (laughs) I didn't want to do those. I I felt like that would muddy my name. And I I'm I'm big on taste and I'm big on brand. Um, But I'm also big on brand not being forced. I never wanted it to be forced. I felt like at a certain point in time, D Pride started being forced. Mm. Um, So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the hit. I'm going to take the hit right now. Not many views are going to pop up um, at first. Not many people are going to get it at second. And again, people are going to tell me I'm stupid for three. But at the end of the day I really believe in what my brand is and I really believe in myself. That's a so, big move, man. That's yeah, actually kind of fighting for an artist, you know. Yeah, I fought for, I really wanted to fight for that. I yeah. felt like um I felt like I was more than the YouTube cover kid. I 100%. felt like it, the, the, even when I first started. I always felt like I was bigger than that, but it was just not even not even degrading it at all. I'm just yeah. saying I I I was able to get out of that box that everybody kept putting me in, including the people that, you know, gave me opportunities. Well, yeah, I think it's because when, when you start off doing
0: covers, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, you who are you as an artist, right? Because Mm -hmm. at that point, you're just taking somebody else's work and then doing, you know, doing whatever you want with it. Yeah. But then there's this like evolutionary step that I don't think a lot of YouTubers took, right? There was a cover band on YouTube. They were, they were an actual band. What the fuck was their name? But all they did was covers. Uh Do you know who they are? There was was a lot of them. (laughs) But they would just make millions and millions and millions of views only on their covers. But then when they would pop out an original, nobody would ever listen to it. And, you know, it, it was like, there's like a, there's two sides to it, right? It's like there's the fickle fan side, but there's also, well, you didn't develop yourself as an artist. So when yeah. you bring out your original music, people are like, what the fuck is this?
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, funny enough, at a certain point, and all kudos to the label that signed me before. Um, they really, they were really, really with the vision of me writing my own music. Mm-hmm. I had always told them, like, I, this is what I do. I know. And they, they, they got it from the jump. um so i just uh, thankfully i had a support system behind me um but i also do know the mistakes and and the negative you know the negative things that uh, of course got attached to that and that was like kind of you know when i was a kid i always thought that hits were the thing you always needed a hit you know and in the the pop era that's where you know at, at around the time i was like i had to be 19 or 20 even before that probably 17 or 18 just like in the pop era. That's yeah. what was making money. That that's what was making moves. Yeah. Um now that's that's what was mainstream and you know, I got caught up as a kid on being famous before I got old. You know, and you and pop, I think that's a big problem with popped a lot off of fast, dude. You popped off fast. <laughs> yeah. Like. And and I was almost and I can't say that I don't want to self-proclaim this, so, you know, just, you know, a little heads up on that, but I feel like I I was from what I hear At least, I I guess I was a pioneer of a certain thing. Oh, for sure. Um, Because, funny enough, now I'm seeing more than ever, as the reinvented me, that a lot of people are much more appreciative of my past. um, And they tell me, you know, you were that guy. You were that guy that, you know, you influenced me to buy my first mic and write my first song and do X, Y, and Z. I felt like I, and i still feel like if i if i really really ran the cover thing i would have never influenced a lot of people because the covers were cool but it was like really really making something out of myself was my main goal i want to make something out of myself yeah. i want my i want to write my own songs i want to put them out and sorry and if i have you know a cover i'm going to put my own thing to it i don't want to sing the exact same lyrics i want to always yeah. write my little part yeah and i think that carried me i think that carried me a lot you know that that resilience to always at least add my own thing to things um and it's just crazy i mean in, in circling back to what i was saying before you know i feel it's a big problem with not big problem i'll take that back but i feel it's somewhat of a problem um with the youth of today. Yeah. Everybody thinks they need to get lit when they're young, and mm-hmm. if you don't get lit when you're young, your time is up. Yeah, not understanding like it's like every corny Instagram post. But Jay Z really did pop off at 26. Yeah, there's there's fact. You know what I mean? There's yeah. fact about that. Like that you could yeah. read about that. You know, Eminem 26. Like, um, so just I certain. On my own podcast. There you go. <laughs> go ahead. Um, a lot of artists. Uh, a lot of artists now you know that are at a certain point that we can say okay that that motherfucker got money you know yeah. or that motherfucker made some moves they all popped off later you know what i mean and a lot of the a lot of the younger artists that that had things come to them so fast and it was lit and we saw certain things like that they kind of not all of them but majority of them had a burnout you know, either yeah. a burnout or a psychological, mental burnout. You know what I mean? For sure. Because I don't think, I mean, this is the hard
0: thing for people to understand. It's like nobody really is prepared for fame and stardom, right? There's no nobody. class. There's no etiquette on it. You know, that's why when people were, you know, I would arguably, I was one of them too, because it was very funny. And you, know, you start shitting on somebody like Justin Bieber, right? Just because yeah, he acts so man. crazy. But just to encapsulate it in something else, like, do you know what it's like to be given the world at the age of 15? Dude. Like insane. It's, it's, it's a weird, weird experience. Everybody's yeah. saying yes to them. There's not a single person that will say no fucking pussy being thrown at them at the age yeah, of 15. is crazy. You know? I mean,
1: dude, I'm, I still have some, a light amount of post-traumatic stress from that. Of I course. mean, I go to therapy for it. I still go to therapy for
0: it. Cause you popped off super fucking young too, just like, yeah, hey.
1: man. And it was, there was a big life. Um, how should I say this? I just, there was a lot of adjustment I had to do as a mm. kid. And I see it a lot and I'd I'd hate to, I hate to relay it to this or even relate it, but you know, it's like a cat, you know, you you take a cat and you you put it in a different place. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just moves. It's kind of low to the floor sometimes. (laughs) It's like, where the, where the fuck am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? And when you put like, you think of like a 16 year old kid and you put him in different situations, he's like a sponge, you know what I mean? Like, mm. And it's, it's really hard at that age, I feel, to adapt to so much when you're being moved around a lot. And it's then hard to imagine that. when that. you're an
0: adult. So it's like, how can you do this? as a
1: yeah. kid? Yeah, and then imagine that with, you know, people sucking your dick every day, yeah. people feeding your ego, and then kids screaming for you, and you know, do, having to do meet and greets when you don't feel like it sometimes. Not, not because of the fans, but you know, you it's just, like. You're a person yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like you know certain days there was just you know be an off phone call from my mom about her having cancer or something and then then i got to go do a show and and shake hands with kids and do all this stuff and it's like i'm young i'm not i'm like you know what i mean i'm 18 19 i don't fully know how to handle my emotions yet and i needed to you know at at an older age i actually needed to kind of be nicer to myself and tell myself like yo as much as certain people told you you were fucking up or you were a lost cause at those times or you know you were acting reckless or you were a little off like Yo, you had some stuff going on with you, man. You you had the world given to you so fast. I was on planes like 15 to 20. I was just nonstop on planes. Like like looking at prom from (laughs) my computer on Facebook. It was Facebook at the time. That's crazy. Looking at prom, looking at all these things. And it was just like, ah, damn, like I just want to get lit so young, you know? Do, do
0: Do you feel like you weren't really allowed to be a kid? Do you think that that was kind of hard for you? Just because like I, I see somebody at the age of 15 who's like popping off, but you kind of become like the voice of, of the youth a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. And even though you don't really recognize it, there's a lot of responsibility with that. That's kind of put on your yeah. shoulders without even being a asked. lot of pressure. You know, there's the, you're not even asked if you can handle it. They just go. But, you know, I look up to you. I want to be just like you. But yeah. you're like, yo, I'm 15. Who's my idols?
1: Yeah, you know? man. I you know what it is. I don't want to play victim to the situation because that would be. That would be shitty. I'm not going to play victim. I know that I played a 50% part of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to be a child star. I wanted to be lit quick. Yeah. You know, so that's also my, I take accountability for that. But at the same time, it was like, some of it could have been done a little better, you know, and that's the other 50 on the other side of, you know, life, the label, everything.
0: Well, who was in your corner to kind of help you just kind of funnel all the good, good shit and then kind of get rid of all the bullshit? Because I feel like as a young person, that's the hard part. Like who's the person in your corner to do that?
1: I can't say nobody because a lot of people were in my corner, but I don't think a lot of people really, really understood me Mm. except for my mom. Yeah. You know, I I mean, I have it tatted on my face, you know, like lovely, lonely Mm -hmm. is like, I was, I really genuinely, when my mom passed away, felt like I was like the loneliest kid on earth because nobody understood certain things I would say or certain ways I would act when I was that age. Mm. Um, And again, I don't want to play victim. Like, you know, I acted out when I was really young. I'm never, I'm going to take full accountability for that. Yeah. But Um, that's
0: indicative of somebody who's young though. So I think like you shouldn't, you shouldn't really have, I'm not saying, I mean, it's great that, you know, you can look back at the age of 15 and 16 and hold yourself accountable for these things. But for me, Mm -hmm. as like, I look back now and I got to say, sometimes young people are just young and it's just, it just takes time for somebody to mature, Mm -hmm. you know? And that's the hard part because that's why we have a lot of old heads. They look down at young people, you're fucking dumb. But if I, I know those people and I'm like, dog, when you were younger, you were way worse, Mm -hmm. You know. So there was, there was something that happened in your life that allowed you to mature, whether it was time, whether it was a human being, Mm -hmm. who knows what that was, but those things take steps in time to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's accountability that you should take for it, but there's also time where you you were a kid and and most 15 and 16 year olds, they don't go through what you went through, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's, that's the hard part too. That's why it's like, I I always wonder in somebody like in your case, like if, you know, who was in your corner, like that, that, that could really be like, yo, stop. Or listen, you know, or some shit,
1: you know? I feel a lot of people, you know, the label was. Yeah. At times though, because mm-hmm. I also do feel like, respectively, I don't want to air their business out. That's just not how I am. Mm-hmm. But I will say um, I had went through a lot of like hypocritical confusion. Mm. Um, and again, they were younger at this point in time too. And a lot of the people that were in my corner were younger. It was a different time. But it was just certain things like you know you gotta work hard, bro. Everybody, you gotta steer your ship. You gotta be the leader. You gotta be the leader of this shit. I'm 19, mind you. I'm yeah. 18, 19. What the fuck do you mean? Yeah. I this is like what the fuck? Like my friend just got his first car. Like what the fuck do you mean? Like yeah. It's like <laughs> like exactly why, like how do you know, I know? And does it's that mean? weird to tell a kid that. I look at now like I have a I have somebody around me at this moment. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's part of my team. Um, shout out to Jack Paros. Um. His name's Jack and he's like, su- he he's a super young kid, but I never take him like, like I never try to son him like that because of the amount of times I felt like I was son. Mm-hmm. It just really, really weirded me out at those times to kind of be pressured into things and talk to like I was a college football player when I really was just a, a, like, you know what I mean? Like, secure like music. <laughs> yeah. Like I just want to make rap songs like that's yeah. it, you know? Um, But you know, it's just i look at jack sometimes and sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll feel a bit i'll like speak a bit harsh to him and then i'll even indicate it within my own speech because of those times it's like don't pressure him that much man come yeah. on dude like what are you doing man like this is this is fun at the end of the day with all of you so yeah be a nicer guy to this kid man and like it you know with that being said it's like i just with those moments and in my life, I just wish there was somebody in my corner at least to be like, oh, this is kid shit. Yeah. You know, um, again, for example, that, you know, you steer the ship, all this stuff. But then being told, again, with with what I said about, like, hi- hypocritical things, it's like, on the other side, I'd get, hey, man, uh, we need you to hang out with some kids, man. Being around a lot of older people, you know. X and Y and Z got friends from NYU because I, I was staying in mm-hmm. New York at the time. Like, why don't you go hang out with them? You know, and it's like, I just felt like, like a studied lab rat at certain points, you know? And it, like again, it's not thing. what how how I always say this. It's not about what people say. It's how you make them feel, mm. and that's how I felt. I felt like a lab rat at certain points. Well, because
0: like, they were giving you advice that they didn't even know what was it was sound either. They were yeah. just they, they were just talking. It sounds like they were just talking. They were just like, uh, maybe he should do this, but they were saying it with a lot of confidence, yeah.
1: even though they didn't really know. <laughs> and again, they didn't. So that's yeah. why I don't, I'm not like they're horrible people. It's not yeah. like that. It was it was a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I got talked to a certain way a lot. And I, and I know that because I go to therapy now and I'm telling my therapist all this stuff and she's just like looking at me like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it, I know certain things weren't all the way my fault, you know, but I took accountability anyway as a kid and then beat myself up for it a lot. And it, I grew yeah. with a lot of, I grew with a lot of self hate. I grew with a lot of shame. And then when things went a little sour, I grew with even more shame, mm. um, And it was, you know, the people in my corner, they did help me out and they, they were quite confident. But I feel like the love language just was a bit harsh. I feel like, you know, one of the last, sorry, one of the last meetings I had with them was just this meeting of, you know, things aren't going well. I think you're going to need to take a trip back to Toronto and be a kid again and kind of make some decisions and, you yeah. know, and, and finally, but it was like, it was like almost the cage had been set free and the canary can go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, I am 21. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, like like my young life is just beginning, but what? Yeah. And then it was just weird. And or 2021, 20, I don't even need to date these things at this point, but that's what happened. And again, like hearing, I, I, funny enough, I found out later on in my life that during that whole period of time, I was anxious. I had anxiety, rough anxiety, like yeah. very weird anxiety. Like I would literally like ask anybody around that. Like I, I, I'd like, I mean, it's weirdly enough, I'm not doing it right now, but I would just be jittery in rooms and, and at a certain point in time, it's like even, you know, for example, the people in my corner, I would shake and they'd be like, yo, stop fucking shaking, man. Yo, see, name me one successful person that shakes. Mm. It's just like that. It's like, you could kindly tell me to stop shaking, but I'm this child star. You want some, you know what I mean? And it's like, stop fucking shaking. Or like, somebody would record me doing it and then send it to the group chat and i'd have to see you know what i mean like just dumb shit and again i don't want to be disrespectfully airing anybody out but just to show you perspective on how i felt back then it was very weird you know very like very just a lot of that stuff didn't need to be said to me but at the same time i don't feel like the world owes me shit and i don't feel like it's like the world is the world's going to be mean sometimes Mm -hmm. so that's, that's another thing I kind of had to learn out of all that. And I kind of had to learn to build my thick skin and, and really understand these situations for what they are. And.
0: It's weird because you're, you're kind of thrown into a very harsh a very harsh industry though especially as a young star right and I think like with with companies like that they, they kind of look at people like products right yeah. so, so when they see you do things that are actually very fucking human you know they yeah. yeah
1: and in a way though again like I'd have to come from a place of understanding too it's like they were family to me at a certain point so mm-hmm. I can never ever sit here and say and and, and victimize myself I can't mm. victimize myself yeah. I always tell myself that like don't do that Like you went through things, they went through things and it's, 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 that's what it is. And it's all the past. So lay it down, but also just be aware of what happened and and reflect upon these feelings sometimes. Because at a certain point in time, I'm going to have either an artist under me, an entity under me, somebody like Jack that I was Mm -hmm. talking about earlier, you know, somebody that I'm going to have to play that role with sometimes. Not not a, a big brother per se, but probably just a mentor, I guess, in certain ways. You I think know? for you
0: too, though, like uh, like I, I understand the whole concept of not wanting to like victimize yourself and taking personal responsibility. But there's a point where it kind of goes a little too much, right? Where you kind of hold mm. this thing where it becomes too much your fault. You know, yeah. so there's like a really tricky balance of that. Yeah. Because, you know, if because if, we could talk about personal responsibility and we could tell ourselves all the time. It's like, I understand that's how the world is. But sometimes people are just fucked up.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah.
0: And so. I think it's a, it's a, cause I'm more the opposite side, right? Mm-hmm. I always go, fuck you. And I just move on. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. And then I have mental clarity after that. Um, And, you know, probably my side, I'm probably a little bit more opposite of you, where there's, I do take a lot of personal responsibility for the things that I do. But um, when people fuck up around me, I do have a tendency to hold it against them a lot. Yeah. Not, yeah, not in the yeah, sense it. that it's like, it's not the sense that I don't have empathy empathy for them, right? So for example, like, you know, I have friends who have done fucked up things, but then I look back at them, I could be like, oh, well, they had a pretty fucked up life growing up. People yeah. have betrayed them, they've stabbed them in the back, and they're just putting that energy on me. But I still say at the end of the day, fuck
1: you though. <laughs> and I <move> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so
0: I try to balance it out a little bit. It's like uh-huh. I understand you as a person, but I don't fuck with you anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, with with the people in my corner from back then, it's like we're cordial now. Of course. You know, yeah. things are civil now, and I love that. I love that it's not force. Everybody said sorry to each other. Everybody has paid their respects to each cool. other. That's but good, at the then. end of the day as well, you know, there's there's certain things I don't forget. Mm-hmm. And there were certain moments you know, in those times that embedded into my personality in a bad way. Yeah. And I'd like to be aware of that. And mm-hmm. I'd like to, of course, gradually change that over Because you
0: absorbed a lot of that as a young person. Yeah. And then you feel like sometimes it leaks out. Yeah, in there. definitely. This podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. I have never slept any better until I fell in love and put my beautiful body on a Purple mattress. Yes, the best sleep of my life. And ever since I slept on a purple mattress, I've been waking up smarter. And why do I say that? Because I got a good night's sleep. And we all know that when you sleep well, cognitively, you do better the next day. And I use my brain all the time for work. So yes, I do need good sleep. And on top of that, can we talk about how cool it keeps me? I'm a sweaty man, especially during the summer. And even if it's not during the summer, I still sweat a lot. Well, the, the technology behind a purple mattress, not only creeps on your comfort it also keeps you super super cool so purple mattress thank you very much for that a hundred night risk-free child if you're not fully satisfied you can return your mattress for a full refund backed by a 10-year warranty and also free shipping and returns you're going to love purple and right now, my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to eight four eight eight
1: eight. Especially in the way I talk, my demeanor, certain things I, that I do, I always go home and I reflect, but not overthink. I just reflect. Mm. So... You know, I even tonight, like from certain things that I said, maybe I'll just reflect upon them and yeah. and, and and just hope that I didn't hurt anybody and with with what I said because I never want to do that. Now, mm-hmm. I never want to actually come out my neck about it, anybody that 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 serviced me, whether bad or good, because yeah. what with whatever you did, I am me now because of it. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know what I mean? I can't be bitter like that. I grew up with a lot of a lot of hate on my shoulder. You know, walking into. Walking into certain things, you mm. know, I didn't grow up with a father, you know, I grew up with a stepdad um, and I, and I loved him. You know what I mean? Like I could grow with certain feelings, but at the same time, like I'm, I'm growing to appreciate, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I have been through certain things in my life that just, that put hate in my heart. Um. What, and what
0: age did your dad, dad leave? Three or four, I think. Oh, super young. So you didn't, did you not really have a relationship with him or?
1: Nah, I don't even really know what he looks like. Oh, nor, really? Yeah. Like, I don't really know him like that. Um, one of the last times I heard of, and I'm just going to say this because I can say it and whatever, it's my life. Yeah. People can take it how they want. But one of the last things I heard from him or about him was he wanted forgiveness from me or something. hmm And I just couldn't really, I didn't really have like a, like a, like, you didn't know what to say. It
0: like, it's
1: just like, cool, you know? Yeah. Like, I get it. But like, who are you to me in a way? Because I love my stepdad yeah, more like, than anything in the world. It's so it's of, like, yeah. if it was my stepdad, sorry, if it was my stepdad and I that have a, had a problem and he he was on some shit like that, you know, after some time, by all means. Because
0: you have a foundation
1: hell yeah like yeah. my stepdad is the fuck he's the greatest person in the yeah. world to me like I, I love him i idolize him so
0: it's hard him. so when he asks for forgiveness like i don't even know if, yeah i don't know what, you what am, like, to, like, what am i supposed to say And it's yeah. not
1: me being bitter like a lot of people take it as like a bitter thing i just take it as like i don't know you, you so know, i cause can't because even if
0: you said the word like you don't even know if you mean it or not it's just like i guess i forgive you but forgive what like i don't know who you are yeah, yeah but you know
1: saying. i again like certain that i don't have hate in my heart for him like don't he, know. he made me yeah it is what it is, you know, but at the same time, like, I just don't know you. So it is what it is. But I, you know, that, that, that right. That, one of those situations in my life, like, that's a situation in my life. I could look back and be like, okay, that, you know, that was one of the chips on my shoulder walking into life. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of them. Um, but I think now I, f- I, I feel I'm going through somewhat of a resurgence. So a lot of just negative stuff is kind of flushing its way on out. In a great way. That's a good thing. Um, I mean,
0: I'm I'm glad you're going through therapy a lot just because I think someone, especially all the stuff that you went through, it's kind of good to have that person in your corner that could help mm -hmm. you talk your things out, right? And really listen.
1: Yeah. And, you know, to take it away from me too, I feel like a lot of artists, you know, if they have expendable money, should try it out. Hell yeah. Yo, this industry is really, really draining like mentally draining it takes your spirit (laughs) out yeah you just get caught up in so many expectations like you have to do this if one song was good you got to follow it up with another one and all this stuff you know and i could sit here and complain about it all day but it's like they they tell you from when you're young you know you can't hate the player you gotta hate the game yeah you know so it's like i don't hate anybody who gets up there but at the same time i you know i could I, i could hate the game all day but i'm playing it so it's like Eh, yeah. Like, whatever. Like,
0: like entertainment is very difficult. Right. And so even for me, when I, when I was younger, I wanted to be like the biggest stand-up comic on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this was the only thing that was running through my mind, right. Aside from like trying to do music when I was younger than I wanted to be a comic. And so I let go of that. I was like, I'm a better mm-hmm. comic than a musician. So I moved to comedy.
1: You're and a s- great musician, by the way. <laughs> uh, that, no, like that? your voice is crazy. It's hard. It's hard. Your voice is crazy though. But see, that's Kudos the to, to
0: you. By that's the way. thing about music though. It's like, it's, like I appreciate the music music a lot, right? But I don't mm-hmm. I don't love it. You know what I mean? Like when I see you make music, I could tell you love it, right? Thank you. And that's that's the biggest difference. So when even like, you know, I have a lot of great fans go, "You should do music." It's like, "I can't because I don't love it." I can't I can't dive into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my voice is. I don't know what my sound is. I don't know how to write things because uh-huh. my heart's not there. But if you if you have comment like today, like I thought of something funny, I wrote a fuck 3 pages of a new set Incredible. like that. Nice. I can't do that with music. I can enjoy I music. I can appreciate it. Like, sonically, I can understand it. But then if you ask me, like... Yo, get in the booth and do something. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing for you, man. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the heart's not there. You, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And that's like the biggest. I guess, like, that's what I want to tell young people. Like, when you want to do music and they really want to make it their life, make it's sure like your
1: heart is. Yeah, in it's that. like, do
0: you really? Because music is not as easy as you think it is. It's not people about, think it is
1: though. Yeah, <laughs> you it's know, like, it's like do <laughs> it. And, and, and again, rightfully so. It's like it has been a, a little easier. Mm-hmm. Like to be oh, honest with sure. you, I mean, I'm I'm in the game myself, and I see that. Um. And for somebody who's been in it for over a decade at this point, you know, I I, I see people come and go and I see a lot of people that, you know, get into it for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And then they may they I won't say they make it, but they make it to a point and then it gets really real for them. And they're like, do I really love this? Yeah. And it's like, dude, it's What do you want to do now? You have this major label. You, you know, you you signed for this deal, and you got this one big song. But like, now, now you're, you know. Questioning all this, well, it's because they found it's, out they
0: weren't a musician. They're like, "Oh wait, yeah. I was just having fun." And it's like, "Well, yeah. if you wanted to have fun with it, keep it like that. Like, yeah. e- enjoy it for what it is." But when you sc- start stepping into a real stage, well, now the shit becomes a business. So yeah. when, when you know when you get signed to a label, you have contracts and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not just your music anymore. Now it's your music, and also yeah. there's this, there's this tab that's being kept mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah, and that's that hard part for people to really balance. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was I was one of those people. Yeah, you know what it's you like. Know? You know, but I think. I I mean, I know this from just being myself, that there was a mission the whole time, and that was... I mean, the first one was just like, I knew I was always going to be famous and a yeah. star for something. Like when I, like when I was a little kid, I knew that.
0: But you and Tim had that in common. <laughs> yeah, you man, and Tim that's have why that. I get along with him so <laughs> yeah. much. You and Tim have that. It's so funny because Tim says the same thing. He goes, I always knew that I was going to be famous and I was going to be a star at something. Right. Which is so interesting because not a lot of people can uh, self-prophesize that, you know, for real, they have that mission. They have that goal and it happens.
1: Yeah. That's how I know that my heart was in it, you know, so I know a lot of kids and, a lot of younger kids will tell me, you know, a lot of, a lot of younger artists, you know, people that they've influenced me. And it's just like, you know, some of their goals, like their main goals or are, are followers are like, you know, a Rolex or something. And yeah. Guys, yeah. man, like, what do you what do you really want, though? Yeah. You know, like, tell me what you really want, because you're going to get the Rolex and then what's going to happen? You well, know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna get this, and then do you feel that sure. that happened to you? Like once once you
0: kind of popped off, did you ever think about the what next part? No. Weirdly, it's hard, right? Because I don't, I don't, I never think about the what next part because even like we, I've talked about this before where I made this like film that got into Sundance, right? And I expected my life to be dedicated to that for about like six or seven years mm-hmm. until I got into any film in Sundance. It happened in my first year and I didn't prep for the what after. So I set this huge goal for my six, seven years of mm-hmm. my life and then it happened. And then I sat after and I was like, I'm done.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know? I was like, Okay. What do I do next? Yeah. You know? I think, you know, in a way, um, in a way, I just there's a side of me that knows I have like a certainty in in certain things. Like I know for a fact, and I've had this attitude for about ever since I went broke after the deal, mm. I told myself, it's gonna work, it's gonna happen, and you're born for it. See what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always had this see what happens thing. But the but the thing that underlied all that the most was the moment they let me in, I'm fucking swinging. Yeah. I'm going fucking hard. Yeah, nobody's stopping me. Not, not a single soul is gonna tell me that it's not my time. Yeah. So just sit back, have everybody shit on you, be overlooked for a bit. But for real, like, I fucking do this. So the moment they let me in, I'm fine, and that's why. Like sometimes when I feel like I'm underplanned, I, I'm still good. To myself, I, I guess that's just the confidence of me. being And I think an you've
0: artist. already you've already had that side of having a label behind you. Mm-hmm. So you 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 actually have something an experience that a lot of people don't have, which is a, you get to play both, right? Yeah. So there's like there's the unsigned artist and there's a signed artist. Well, the cool thing about nowadays is like, do you really need to be a signed artist? You know? De- yeah. You know, depending on what you really want out of out of music or whatever you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you you have an ability to pick and choose now, right? Yeah. And, and so you've done it before. It, yeah, do Dude, it again.
1: It's it's probably the best time now more than ever to try to be independent. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't want to totally shit on the major label situation. Of course. Because yeah. some people need that. Mm-hmm. Some people actually, you know, I would probably need that if we're being honest, because I know I know my shit. So mm-hmm. it's like I'm able to finesse a deal like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of artists aren't. They really aren't. I mean, yeah. there. You know, a lot of kids are misguided, so they get into certain deals where it's like they just want to get the fuck out of their area. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's just like fuck it. I'm a fucking sign. Yeah, just get the three sixty deal. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like you know, you take all my merch. You know, yeah. for me, it's like I get deals all the time mm-hmm. of like, you know, everything looks good, everything looks good, but then you see it's like, like one little fine print. Oh, and and that fine print is like the fucker of everything. Yeah. It's like. Oh yeah, and we want your whole back catalog from prior to this. Oh, and we want 70-30 on merch. Nah. <laughs> Fuck that. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I put my fucking blood, sweat, and tears into my get back catalog. Yeah. That's me and Kyle, shout out to K-Beats. That's me and K-Beats like in a fucking room making beats for fucking weeks. Yeah. And spending our money and our time to make these songs. And you want to take my back catalog just like that for what? Because... Because... You're giving me the... Nah. Like, I get it, but I'm going to make money for you in the future. Like, let me keep this. Like, let me keep this little piece.
0: Well, like. that's that's the hard part, right? Because I, that's what I'm saying. That's, there's a stark difference between what you do and what other artists do is because you are a musician. Yeah. Right? yeah. Most people can't do that. Right? They, they can get a track from somebody else they have. They really don't know where their input is they don't know where
1: to put the drums they
0: don't understand mm-hmm. all these type of things they don't understand why things sound sonically good or bad funny
1: funny you say that I feel like a lot of artists now are like they've gotten to this like egotistical point now where they don't want to be fans of shit there's this like I don't want to be a fanboy I don't want to be a fanboy like, That's crazy shut the fuck up <laughs> like music man what the fuck is your problem Yeah. you know and it's weird because there's this like cool guy shit in the industry and everybody says like LA is fake LA is fake like not really like I used to be one of those people I'm yeah, telling you yeah. I used to be one of those people and Tim's right whenever Tim talks about it like I actually like I'm like yeah preach dude yeah. It's, like, it's like you just a lot of people just act too cool yeah. they don't want to listen to other people they don't want to like I buy merch from artists I like oh for sure and I, I pay it forward like that because yeah. I know that other people buy my stuff because they like me. What, you don't want to be a fanboy? Like, what the fuck are you... People are a fanboy over you. So yeah. appreciate music like how everybody else does and you're never going to lose the love. Because it, that's it's... yeah. I, I just... I love... I mean, for la- lack of a better expression, I love this shit. I love the game. Yeah, I love... Like, I just love when... I can be a kid again and listen to certain albums and like not have to care about the technical aspects of certain things or, you know, me being in the industry for a long time, I was the snobby kid that would like if some if a girl showed me a song, I'd be like, oh, the mixing on this record is terrible. And I don't (laughs) like I don't like the material. Shut the fuck up, kid. Shut up. Listen to the song, enjoy it. This girl likes it because the beat is nice. This girl likes it because, you know, as, as minimal as the lyrics are, she understands them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not everything has to be dippity-doppity-doo and fucking yeah. lyrical-miracle-spiritual and shit. And a lot of people are like that in a regard. Or like, you know, they just, there are so many expectations even from fans sometimes or like the consumer that I feel like even the people that create and consume are are so much more, I always tell people this, like, take a break sometimes off making shit and just let the shit be made in front of you sometimes. And again, like I feel a lot of people are in this like, and especially the internet is in this like, 24 hour motivation, you have to always be on your shit. Eat shit for 30 years. It's cool. I understand it, but like, yo, Not sometimes me. I chill today. the fuck out.
0: I laid on the couch and I watched the anime. Yeah, <laughs> And then I man. came to this podcast. You know and what? And you need that because <laughs> I needed it. You I need was sore. That, bro. I did ten pushups yesterday. That shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> For <laughs> but real, that's, but but that's some real advice too. Um, yeah, man. I had the same problem when I when I see people who are you know new up and coming filmmakers. Right. Mm-hmm. They there's a couple of things that happen when I, when I watch a film. You know, there's Rotten Tomatoes and all this other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Right when I watch a film people come out and they have their review for it, right? It's like, hold on a second, man. Mm-hmm. Were you even watching it? Yeah. Like, why don't you just watch it for what it is? And then maybe the second time around, you can critique it on like the technical mm-hmm. aspects. Because that's that's the hard part when sometimes when I, people don't understand. One of my favorite fucking films is Nacho Libre, right? Nacho <laughs> Libre is one of my so favorite <laughs> comedy films of all time. And there's so many people that think, think it's dumb. Because I didn't go in there trying to dissect it's like that wasn't even a real mexican accent. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It was funny. I watched it for what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the hard part too. Even with music, one of the hardest things that I have to listen to all the time is when an album drops and they go best album ever. It's only been out for an hour. Yeah. How did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah. How?
1: Or when somebody just automatically thinks something is trash. Yeah,
0: like you didn't so even it goes get
1: this, both ways. Yeah, yeah. you got to
0: sit in it for a second. Cuz yeah. back in the day, back in the day when you so if I wanted to check out an album it was either in like a magazine or it was somebody talking about on the radio Mm -hmm. but there were people who were reviewing music and they were given the album ahead of time like a couple weeks maybe a month ahead of time right Mm -hmm. and they were allowed to listen to it for a month sit with it and then put their review out but now it's more about it's not about whether an information is right or if it's your real opinion it's about who can get it out there first
1: yeah it's whack too (laughs) and and it fucks up a
0: lot of things Mm -hmm. specifically with music like I See it a lot, they go, That shit was the best album of all time. You've only heard it 10 minutes ago. Impossible. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. And then I read fucking a thousand fucking articles about this album when it just dropped. It's like, yo, impossible.
1: Yeah, chill with it for a bit. Like you you
0: don't understand that when an artist sometimes, especially if you really fuck with them and you appreciate them, you know they're a musician, they took months, maybe a year, to make this fucking album, and then you judged it in 10 seconds. Like, yo. Sit with it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just listen to it. And then you could say it's trash. Then you could say it's good. But at least like give it a fucking chance,
1: you know? Yeah, a lot of people don't do that. I mean, it's even like in the Drake thing. Like so many people are just so like, when when Drake first came out, it was like nobody really gave certain things a chance. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. W- it was just like it was so weird. Also, as a kid that lived from like, like it was from that city, to hear people just be so like dismissive sometimes over yeah. him. Well, and now be- look at how he turned out. Like, well, that's
0: because he had to be. He was he was a pioneer though. Like he yeah. had to be. He had to be the point. Well, you know, Kanye started off with that whole thing about I don't have to be a thug to rap. You mm-hmm. know, and he really allowed people to be like, yo, this guy's wearing fucking, you know, polo collar tees, mm-hmm. bright fucking colors. And you can't say shit to him because his music's dope. For real. And then, you know, Drake had to do the sing song thing, which a lot other people were doing, too. But he really did it yeah, fucking he, well. He
1: did it really well.
0: And, you know, during that time, too, it was still on that cusp of like you had to be a thug to rap. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of people were hating on him because he was he had popular music, but they just didn't want to yeah. label him as a hip hop artist. Yeah. They said, no, he's an R and B singer. I remember that argument a lot. Yeah. He goes, No, he's a singer. And I was like, no, he's a he's a rapper. He's he was just teeter tottering.
1: Yeah. You know, well the perception of him was teeter tottering. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm happy, you know, for what he's turned out to be because it's proved to a lot of people that, you yeah. know, don't have certain expectations, man. And I You'd was a never Drake hater
0: him. too because when I came out, I loved his music, but I just didn't like him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then, I get you. But then when somebody would ask me, it's like, well, why don't you like him? It's just like I just know something about his fucking face. I just hate it. But yeah, then I would I've, always listen to his music though. Yeah, because I couldn't hate on his I, music. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what I was about to say. I, I've always heard <laughs> things like that, but everybody has always just listened to his music either way. You can't,
0: you can't deny his talent. It's impossible. Yeah. Cream always
1: rises to the top. That's yeah, what it is. Definitely, and I feel like you know, with with all that being said. Um, it's like he's one of those main people it's like when you're the biggest thing in the world people are just gonna hate on things to hate on things it's easy people literally hate on things like the moment like that he drops like the moment they come out and it's like trash emojis for like three days and then you hear it in the club and it's ringing off of course You know And again People just want to be quick to the joke They want to be quick to the trash joke This yeah. is trash I want to co- post this meme To say this is trash Yo When Matt, when swimming came out by Mac I swear I've seen Countless memes Like Mac Miller drop Meh You know what I mean <laughs> yeah. Shit like that Yo He passed away And the, like Everybody's Everybody listening. was on his dick after And it's like Yo Fuck you yeah, I know the real truth, like behind yeah, it was just stupid. But it's like people just want it to be funny and people are always going to want to be funny. So it's like at the end of the day, like I'm not I see it as like, you know, when people have fast reviews for things, again, I don't I don't need to like call people out. I don't need to be that guy anymore. I just look at you and I'm like, cool, man. You just yeah. be like you man you're not gonna you're never going to enjoy music if you're just gonna be overcritical all the time about
0: it it's smart though i think that's like great advice for a lot of people like you got to be a fan first before you do anything else because where's your inspiration coming from yeah
1: i always hear creatives just like be like yeah man i'm uninspired i'm not finding it yeah it's because bro you're living an engulfed life in your ego yeah like like these are artists that are bigger than me that tell me this shit
0: this podcast is brought to you by Skillshare, my friends. It's time to explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity with Skillshare's online classes. Do you like learning outside of traditional ways of education? For me, I love Skillshare because I have knowledge at my fingertips because there is a huge library of knowledge for me to access on my own accord, on my own time, when I am ready to learn because I love pursuing education outside of traditional education. I like learning the way that I want to. Now, for those of you who don't know what Skillshare is, let me just break it down for you. Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. With a lot to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. And guess what? It's also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. Now for me, I love photography, so I've been taking the fundamentals of DSLR photography class and it's been helping me just kind of learn a lot of the basics that I didn't know just trying to learn things on my own just using like using um, just like online stuff that was very vague with things, but when I take like the Skillshare classes, it helps me really just hone in on a lot of basics that allows me to explain explain expand into more complicated things. So hop on that. I love Skillshare, I use it constantly so skillshare is a proud sponsor of genius brain explore your creativity at skillshare.com brain and get two free months of premium membership that's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com brain That's skillshare.com brain it's like who, who are your favorite artists right now
1: uh drake of course Um, Drake Gambino Childish Gambino I feel like I relate to him a lot Um, Trying to think The Baby I feel I relate to him a he's lot. He's fucking fire. He's
0: like one of my favorite new artists that came out. Yeah,
1: incredible. Well, well to me, he's a new artist anyways. Incredible. Like, like just from the visuals to everything. And he's very hands-on from what I hear. So. I just like
0: him as an artist too. Like yeah. the, the the confidence he exudes. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, you look like you've been doing this since you were a fucking child, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a showman's confidence. He has yeah. just very he's just like he's one of those figures in a room he'll walk yeah. in a room you, you you'll really you'll really see you know yeah. and and that's a true you know he's he's one you get one every like two to three years yeah you know a superstar mm-hmm. um and it's always good i feel like the world needs a superstar every now and then and especially on top of that like a hip-hop superstar yeah you, you always need one of those every now you know what's kind of crazy keep too, the flavor
0: like going, we, we were talking know? about how there's a, a certain amount of young people who just wanted to be lit and they kind of they 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 kind of rode that wave out. Uh-huh. It's funny how, like I said this to a while back, I was like, I appreciate you know people like Lil Yachty came out. Yeah, I didn't understand it. It wasn't my thing, but if my thing about hip hop is like. I think like the youth Kind of speaks towards This evolution right mm-hmm. So it's like When an older person Says that's not hip hop Well before they had that There was somebody Before you that was saying That what you were doing Wasn't hip hop either Yeah it's like, So it evolves differently But the interesting yeah. thing About their wave was I, I feel like their wave Has started dying out And now they want more Now people just want A little more lyrics again It's yeah. like It, it was kind of weird How that shift happened Where they were just like Nah I just want the Casio keyboard mm-hmm. I want some random drums And I want some fun music And it's still there And it's still popping But now it's starting to go A little go back a little bit where people are looking for a little more substance again
1: yeah i uh you know it had its period of time i had to sit that out too i knew that too as an artist myself and yeah. as a rapper myself i kind of had to sit my rap stuff out for a bit yeah because she was a little too wor- wordy mm-hmm. I, I put out an album called russell and it was like like i have the track list like tatted on my leg like it was very important to me yeah. still is till this day i feel like it's one of my greatest works of art um that i feel like people should definitely appreciate um But again, that's that's me saying that. So now you fucking appreciate
0: it, bitch. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I
1: would never want to force people though. But I feel like that. Um, But I put it out. It was a very cinematic album. A lot of it was almost like a tell-all in a sense. And I think I released it just at the wrong time. That's it. I feel like it was a great album, just at the wrong time. You know, it was in an era of a lot of minimal music making, um, in which again, like whoops, in which again, like I can't hate the game. Yeah. it was frustrating it was very odd to kind of go through that but i couldn't hate the game you know these yeah, kids but, have to pop off it, it, that 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 it, that is all
0: and but who knows right because it's funny because even though you say that like those those songs are still getting spins as we speak yeah you know
1: oh i know for a fact like i know for a fact <laughs> when 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 and i say when this shit really because like my goal is like superstar like I'm, I'm gonna be the biggest thing in the world yeah when i get to that point all that old material is going to be rediscovered and, oh, and and enjoyed. You know, even my deep pride stuff, like I have clean music. Like I could play that for my kids. That's dope. My own stuff. Like yeah. what artists can do that, that can pull up their old, old music and be like, Oh, I didn't cuss on any of this. Yeah. Here, I'll play it for my kid. My kid can see the legacy from there. And I think the cool thing
0: is, especially about your music, I think like when you rapped or when you created music, it was very representative and it still is representative of what you go through at the time. Like you Mm -hmm. never spoke about stuff that you didn't go through.
1: Yeah. I felt like at a certain sorry. I felt like at a certain era I did though. When you were super young. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like your music
0: now is like extremely, oh, yeah. extremely very honest. Yeah. Do you think that has to do a lot with like your, your mom passing? Cause I know there was a point too, when I was following you, like you just disappeared and you were gone. And, and you know, I didn't know what you were going through because I didn't know you on a personal level. I was just a fan at mm-hmm. that point. Right.
1: Um, yeah, my mom passed away and I felt like, when was that by the way? Was that 2015? Okay. Um, it was like, As a creative, I'd never been more motivated than ever, but I knew that, I knew that there was a lot of work to be done on me. Yeah. Um, So in terms of just like disappearing again, it was, it was for the better in a certain sense. Like I kind of needed to step away from being the, I didn't like that. Like certain aspects of, about myself are like excused, you know, Mm. he's Asian, so he gets a little bit of a pass because we don't expect, like, you know what I mean? Or like, um, he's young. Wow. He's so much younger than everybody. And he's like, I hated things like that. I just wanted to be considered as good because I was good. That's the hard part. Exactly. And I felt like sometimes you just need to step away mm-hmm. at that point because people yeah. will just take you for granted. So um, when I did that, I reflected upon a lot of my music that, you know, was very like i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do this Mm -hmm. i don't do that you know it's like i was just saying so many things at the time that were like very like this is me yeah you know and it kind of it kind of made it weird in the long run when i wanted to drink or when i wanted to do certain things because i felt engulfed in like my musical beliefs like oh man i said this on a song well, I I mean, well, and good. it restricted like said, me from a lot of life
0: of course but you know that goes once again you got to realize that goes back to you being a young person mm-hmm. that's young people very
1: shit. young and impressionable yeah, yeah. you know
0: because when i was younger i hated beer and then what my mom says too i started liking beer a lot and my mom was like didn't you hate beer i was like yeah i did and she goes you know why it's because life gets better so beer tastes better yeah you, yeah, know, but, yeah you know we can't get married so
1: like, i used to be that kid on my records though that'll be like i'm never gonna do this Yeah, anybody, blah, blah, blah. And it's weird because I'll have fans that hold me to that. Everybody says that You said you were never shit, gonna though. do this And all that But I Again I never really care Well and I, I said I wasn't stuff.
0: Gonna have pussy Before I got married When I was younger I was a hardcore Christian kid And yeah. I got And I <laughs> And I swam in that shit So I'm yeah, okay yeah, There's you. a lot of things That we say when we're younger And it's because <laughs> This, this the, I don't like yeah. this trend Of people not understanding That people can change And they yeah. evolve. Thoughts change All the fucking time For People real. like People can go back To every single one Of my old videos like, Yo mm. Dave Didn't you say this I did say that I believed it at the time yeah. I don't believe it now Motherfucker I said that Cosby wasn't a rapist so many times but he raped yeah, you know it's mean? so yeah, It is what you. it is. I've said I'm I'm like the biggest hypocrite on earth. You know why? It's because I'm a very passionate person. So sometimes when I say things, it's mm-hmm. rooted in truth at the moment, but if if somebody allows me to listen to the truth or maybe they can persuade me, then of course I'll deny it. I'll be like, yeah, that's yeah, said you're it. You're not
1: but. like that dude that'll just like no, be I'm, right when I'm he's wrong. I'm not dying on any things. fucking
0: hill, dude. Like it's yeah. not it's not my thing. Like That's I, good. That's my, a good trait to have. My career has changed multiple times like ori- like I said, originally I only wanted to be a stand-up comic mm-hmm. and I found out while doing YouTube that I don't really like doing stand-up comedy. It's yeah. just a hobby of mine. I just really like helping people. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. That was, and it was a long road to get to that point. It's like, well, why did you do comedy in the first place? And I had to think, think about it. I like, well, why did I do comedy? I just wanted to make people laugh. So yeah. so do I really want to do stand-up? Because I could help people and make people feel good through any other avenue besides comedy. Yeah, you see where you fit in. Exactly, you know? so then I started trying, you know. then I started doing YouTube. You know, then YouTube Mm -hmm. was making people laugh, but it wasn't stand up. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of different things that you find out when you get older. You just can't marry people to the stuff that they say when they're younger. Yeah. Just because people change.
1: Yeah. I used to, and again, going back to what we were talking about before, it's like with my lyrical content, I used to want to make sure that I was like a role model at all times. Mm. I look back at shit now and I'm like, I really don't care if I am or if I'm like, I have the conscious in my head to always be, you know what I you mean? Be progressive. Yeah. But my niche is in positivity. Yeah. Like I can't fucking do that. Yeah. Like, I'm very happy on the internet and I am happy in real life, but I'm also like reality, like, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy when I need to be, when I'm not, I take a break from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like some of my music back then, you know, bringing it back to that, it was like I would write about certain feelings when I wasn't feeling that way. So I can date back to certain songs that other people would be like, "Yo, that really helped me." I blah blah blah. And in my head, I'm like, "Yeah, I helped you, but I kind of just wrote that, yeah, yeah. that reason, you know, I didn't do it because it was me hurting and going through that. Yeah. I just wrote it from because I'm a good songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't." I wanted to say that because like a lot of artists are like that where they'll write a certain song and like, they don't all the way feel it, but it will be like their biggest song or something. And then they'll just run off that. Like, Yo, okay, I really meant what I said on that song. Sometimes it's like, no, you really didn't. Like, Are you, or like, are you writing all your stuff right now? originally? Yeah, was, everything's from me, yeah. Do you have
0: another writer, writing partner or it's just you?
1: Just me, um, but I do
0: listen to people in the room. You that's, know, if it's crazy. K or- That's hard, dude. Yeah. That's fucking hard. Thank you. I can't do that to save my life. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, what's funny is, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. Um, a lot of my songwriting, and I tell everybody this, a lot of my songwriting came from being shunned. Like, Mm. a lot of that skill from songwriting came from being shunned. I was, like, around a lot of writers in my time in the industry. And, dude, as a kid that does this like I fucking do this to be put in a room with like eight other people that have publishing advances. Mm-hmm. They're all there because they got signed. And then they're, they're this fucking publishing label, they all got their new Christian Dior on. Yeah. And you guys got the whole, just got my advanced starter pack and I'm in there and I'm supposed to be in this writing session. And it's fucking like eight other people just singing like girl, you know, girl, you know, girl you know what about you bro what do you got the girl you know girl and it's fucking like eight hours passes by and i'm sitting there like yo you all are living in too much luxury this song would have been done in like 30 minutes if i fucking touched it yeah but i've just been sitting here trying to absorb because everybody in the fucking industry has been telling me don't get it too out of yourself like blah 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 Nah, like i can write better than all these people in this fucking room and i'm just sitting here seeing how fucking privileged everybody is all you work out of big studios i work out of if i fucking go through a problem with a girl i'm running the fuck home and i'm writing about it yeah and i have my mic there and i'm gonna jot all this the fuck down it's all gonna sound mad honest but it's like and again i can't hate on writing camps but writing camps just have this like thing that burns the fun and burns like the real passion out well because so they're just I looking like,
0: for points all of them are just looking for points yeah they're like, like hey, remember and, i said that word i want my points
1: Yeah I wrote Yeah And it's like so whack Because it's not collaborative Mm -hmm. And that's why I like Producers more than songwriters sometimes a bit because producers really like shout out to all the producers too they work so cooperatively like laying certain drums down and then like producers landing out loops and and samples like like Illmind and that community is so supportive sometimes mm-hmm. so, like with songwriters and artists like there's a little bit of an ego and everybody just wants their time to shine so then you get these sessions of people just trying to butt in with their ideas the whole time and it's like too many cooks in the kitchen and I couldn't stand that as a kid because i'm like this isn't collaborative this is just this is just people just trying to everybody's just trying to explain how big their dick is right now yeah nobody's really trying to fuck this girl Mm -hmm. do you know what i I mean in that metaphor yeah like yo one of y'all gotta try all of you are just sitting here being cocky about it nah let me i'm the type of guy that is step forward and ask her for a number because i really do this do you get what i mean like I will step up and I will write the whole first verse in front of you and the hook and show you that I'm enjoying myself because I have it playing. I'm cutting all my own vocals to it. I'm hearing it playback and I'm being happy with the playback instead of like second guessing myself because eight other people are in the room and, and there's, uh, and and on on our writer, we have all the, like too much, again, too much luxury can kill you sometimes. And a lot of these dudes got too much luxury, you know? And again, bring it back to my point. I was always the quiet kid in those rooms, um, and I was always the kid that like I didn't have the louder voice, so I didn't really have too much of an input, and I didn't have like the credentials nor the so it was like mm, i I'm gonna do it my way. this is that i like i I don't see that stuff as intimidating. A lot of artists do, and to any artist, don't fucking do that because big studios are just bigger places to record your stuff. <laughs> Yeah. That's literally it. That's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from this stuff.
0: And that's why I love fucking uh fucking Lil Wayne. He just had an engineer go with him everywhere Bro, that he went. Yeah. And he recorded in his fucking hotel room. One rooms.
1: of my favorite like inspirational clips from him was like from his Sundance documentary where he's like in the hotel recording Swagger Like Us. Isn't that crazy? And yeah, he just got like all his stuff aside. He has a bat, like a duffel bag with a mic in it. He sets it up and it's no one on the corner got Swagger Like ah, like. And he's yeah. really, really doing it. And like you see the screw ups and you see like all the takes. And that to me was like, it really expresses like, you don't really need the big studio all the time. You don't really need eight writers to be around you or all your boys or a bunch of girls in there for the vibes. And sometimes you do need that. But a lot of people want to rely on that. Rely on yourself. Rely on your brain. Rely on your create your creativity. If you really do this, it's going to be anywhere possible. Yeah, you want to get moods, but you don't want to ever be dependent. like a lot of people are dependent on getting high or getting drunk. I smoke a lot. I smoked before I got here, but I'm not dependent on that to You know what I mean? Like if
0: you didn't have you don't you could still do whatever you yeah, want to
1: Yeah, dude. Do. And I and I know that. I write a, I I still write songs sober. You know what I mean? And it's like I don't know how y'all do that shit, dude. I I can't smoke to save my life. The moment I smoke, (laughs) I'm
0: done. Like I can't. my My eyes glaze over. Yeah,
1: Um, it's a good feeling. It's a. I mean, when you know, it's a tolerance thing. I feel like it goes hand in hand with music. I don't want to be too dependent on it with my music making. Um, but it is nice. (laughs) Um, It's so fucking nice. Fantastic. Oh, bro, I never knew how fucking amazing it was until I actually had to. Especially because you have anxiety. Like yeah, that shit helps. Like I I, yeah. <laughs> I use CBD all
0: the time before I go spar, before I have somebody throw their fist in my fucking face. I, I take CBD. You. I take CBD drops because it helps nice. me relax. Because cool. then it's like these punches are gonna come, and I'm gonna see what
1: happens. You know? Yeah, man. And I feel like you know it affected my life in a great way. Yeah. Since I started smoking weed, I've been a little more laid back and and wanting to figure out why I'd be mad at certain times. Mm. Um, because it's like a present thing. You know, even in therapy, I learned to sit there and, you know, if you're kind of going through a little too much, like name four things in the room to yourself and like get present. Yeah. And I feel, felt like, like, I don't mean to bring weed in my mental health, but I, I actually felt like weed kind of gave me that presence. Like I'm going to smoke and I'm listening to the song and I'm channeled into this song and now I'm sitting in this room. Holy shit, that's a beat. And okay, I'm mm. ba- I'm right back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some people, fucking
0: weed is magic for them. Man. Yeah, like, that's like my biggest thing because I always tell people when when because you know, I used to be a youth minister, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, after I stopped being a youth minister, some of these kids, obviously, if I saw them outside, you know, they're living a different life. Maybe some of them aren't Christian anymore, but maybe they smoke or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah they would always ask like, how come you never really you know smoked or anything else like after I saw, I was like, well, it's not because I didn't want to it's just because it didn't it doesn't mix with me Some people yeah. it just works well with some people it doesn't mm-hmm. it's just different you know yeah, and it works well with a, you man
1: yeah, I used to be a big hater um rightfully so in a sense because the environment that i was around that wasn't yeah, it was, by it was weed, attached to yeah yeah it was always attached to like my my certain friends that would be video gaming until like four and then it's like they would have money problems and it's like yeah because yeah, all you do Those is people don't and play video games yeah <laughs> Those people don't like, be you know or certain friends that are just you know i'd have certain friends in my life that would be like yo you know i was a young boy so it was like they didn't ever smoke weed, but they associated it with bad stuff because, of course, like it, times, right? I'm, I'm younger. You remember like times where weed was a little taboo. Oh, so yeah. it was like it was seen as a drug. And yeah. I had people around me thinking it was a drug. And it's like, yo, man, I'm going to fucking beat your ass if you ever fucking smoke that shit. And it's like, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. me having to fucking see that same person go take a hit and be like, yo, bro, you want to try this? <laughs> and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. And I always associated it with that and i and i hated on that until i turned older and honestly like it was a it was a really it was it was a cute girl that got me into it tight you know and and i was just like yo what's the worst happen? i'm with this girl i trust her you know what i mean if i green out she's right here yeah and i did it and i was like oh i can handle myself what this yeah. is great are you kidding me This is how you guys feel. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I'm in, like, are you kidding? And I can, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes. So I smoked cigarettes when I started living in New York city. Um, and I get it's such so child star of me like was yeah. just, just being the stressed out kid. Like, <sighs> you know like, what I mean? What's that
0: thirteen year old smoking so many <laughs> cigarettes? But well, my God, what's he going
1: through? Yeah, man. When I was old enough to finally buy them, I just would do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I had to, I had to get rid of that. Um, and you had to go to the city where it's the most expensive. Exactly, man. Newport's <laughs> and all that. Um, but you know, at a certain point in time, I was like. Oh, this, this motion is like, this is the biggest, this is the thing. It's the the addiction. It's a deal sealer. So maybe I'll just put a joint there and build my tolerance up. Cause at the same time, I also saw that I was in a bit of an industry where like weed brought people together. And I saw it in that aspect. Like, Oh, maybe I should like also... A lot of like times, like I would just see certain people smoke or like, you know, certain girls, like they would just smoke and they just not have a buddy to do it with. And it'd be the perfect time to go say something to them or like talk to them. And I'd never wanted to meet that point where I felt peer, peer pressure to do that. But that was in my head, that was like how I was as a person. Mm-hmm. I'm like always down for shit, not like drugs, but if I see that it doesn't harm me and I'm good there, like I'm gonna go for it because there's yeah. some sort of certainty and like comfort there. So it's like, Say, um, I don't drink like that. I get, like, I'm a heavyweight in a certain sense, but I also just don't drink like that. I don't need to. I'm not the guy that's going to order a scotch every time at dinner. Yeah. But
0: if i'm a situational drinker either like i don't drink at home yeah but if we well, unless i'm having i don't know like let's say the lady wants some wine or some shit i'm good Ex- yeah but you're not gonna see the stock of liquor you're yeah. not gonna see beer in my fridge but if i'm out and people are drinking and like you want to drink i'm like i guess yeah
1: <laughs> i know too like at certain points it's like you know if there's um say like you know somebody's meeting with me and it's like they're off a vibe and they're very, very energetic and mm-hmm. they went through a good day and it's like, I'll see it to that. Like, you meant, you've you had a good day. You want to go to dinner with me and you're one of my friends and you want to go say fuck it. Like, I want, I want to, I want. Let's do it. Some yeah. Scotch, you know, yeah. I want, I need some whiskey. I'll jump right the fuck in, you know, yeah. and be like, cool, because I don't want to be that guy to leave you in that good mood and just have yeah. you, <laughs> you know, I, I will always participate and the same thing was with weed, you know what I mean Like. I saw certain people that I was like, oh, that's not a bad person. And they are really indulging themselves and I'm around them. You know, I might as well. It's not going to hurt me. And, you know, I built my tolerance to that point where it couldn't. So it got me into a lot of good Situations.
0: It's interesting because I feel like weed kind of gave you control. Because like for me, weed doesn't give me control. Oh, really? Like I, I, I'm a, I'm a overthinker. That's like the biggest reason why I can't <laughs> sleep is because my mind races, right? And so, really? So when I, even when I smoke, it's terrible because my mind's still racing, but I can't sit in it. You know what I mean? So because I can't sit and being high, it's just, it's just me saying I want to stop being high. Wow. So I'm
1: like the complete, I, my my mind races all the time. Yeah. And it's like a good way to kind of have it be like. See, like,
0: that's, what, that's what I thought it was going to do for me to do that maybe shit. Was just
1: smoking the wrong weed. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm just sitting there it's just like, I want to say some shit profound, but it's not coming out and it's starting to
1: piss me off. Yeah. And my friends are like, you're the, the only person
0: weed. that smokes and gets mad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm irritated
1: right now. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because when I first got into it, there were a lot of like, you know, weed heads that would, you know, give me certain strains or like, mm-hmm. and then again, you're like this kid that just got into it. So you're like, oh, all these people are delusional. It's placebo. Yeah. Like, it's like, shut up. Yeah. It wasn't until a friend showed me, like, like Blue just Dream a, is strain a strain I like. Science, dude. That shit's yeah, a science. Like, that's why. Blue Dream is great. Gelato is great. Like, there are certain strains that really yeah. just get me, like, less, like, you know, crazy. And I'm just more so, like, able to, like, even like right now, to hold like a names. conversation. Yeah. Like, I'm able to do it and I'm able to know what I'm saying. And you know what I mean? When I'm off like a sativa or something or something that's a little more like, up on the cerebral effects it's like i'll want to party yeah yeah, like i'll want to make music all night like literally spend the next seven hours in this hyper high um so it really does depend um but of course you never really want to get dependent on anything and everything in moderation you know so it's always good to have like a clean break every now and then but i do like I don't know. I'm I'm happy that like it, things are getting a little less conservative and people are kind of accepting it, especially in like Canada, in Toronto. Like people are so much more like like my dad asked for CBD oil and shit the other day yeah, for his like, arthritis. My, it's, and, it's
0: so funny because my mom she has carpal tunnel, and then I was giving her. CBD, I didn't tell her what it was though. And I was like, try this medicine. She goes, this is great. I was like, that's weed, woman. Yeah. I was like, in, yeah. your, in your fucking face. You yeah, know, and she goes, this stuff is great. And she uses it all the time. Yeah. You know, because she needs it. Like, yeah. when her fucking shit is inflamed, the only thing that works for her is the CBD ointment. So, yeah. and even for me, like, I use CBD shit all the time. I, have, I think I have it in here somewhere. Nice. But I like, I use CBD shit all the time, dude. I have to because my shit's fucked up. I got in so many, like, fucking car accidents and all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. So, if I don't have that shit, I'm fucked.
1: Shout out weed, man. <laughs> Weed's great. Gray, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy that um, I slid into a vice that's a little catered to my everyday life. Yeah, and I don't know. As like a, I'm stoned all the time now in a great way. I feel yeah. like after a life of so much being on edge mm-hmm. and a lot of pressure, I finally can like enjoy my 20s being high as shit and just making great stuff. And, like, whenever I meet up with other creatives that do talk to me about, like, you know, what do you do aside from music, man? Like, blah, blah. I always tell them, like, I just, I smoke weed and I, like, I just, I'll go paint stuff or, like, I'll, yeah. like, sew pants and or, like, listen <laughs> to podcasts for hours. It's, like, a good thing for me to just, like, chill well, out for a bit.
0: That's the cool thing about what you do. And that's what I'm saying, like, when, I, when it goes back to it, like, you could, like, I could tell you love your art because your fun is also your art you know? And, yeah. and that's the hard part for a lot of people, right? It's just that when you don't have one thing that you can hone on, you kind of become a jack of all shits. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're kind of okay at this, you're kind of okay at that, you're kind of okay at that, and people see that as great talent, but what I see yeah. sometimes as an unfocused human being It's like, you actually haven't figured out what you wanted yet, yeah. right? You are just dibble-dabbling and stuff, and you kind of like it when people say, you're kind of good at that, You're kind, and it makes you feel good. But see, for, for somebody who's a honed artist, and that kind of art can bleed into a lot of things, right? Like, for example, example, mm-hmm. like you're really great at music, but because you're really great at music, music kind of encapsulates a lot of things as art, like your music videos. It also bleeds into yes. that, a vision for your music videos, finding a great T- DP for this shit. And then on top of that, and then that bleeds into your clothing. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. And then these kind of things all work together.
1: Yeah, man. Again, like I, I do this. Mm-hmm. I tell people I do this. Like I, when I was a kid, it was like I was put to the expectation of like, yo, you're the Asian guy. The Mm -hmm. Asian artist, you know, you rep for the Asians and all, and I get it. I really do. But I rep with my face. I'm a pop-up and that's not my scapegoat or my niche. You know what I mean? I always let people know that. And I I think the love for the music really helped me prevail out of that box because I was in that box. For For sure.
0: I think maybe that's how you started, but I don't even think that's there anymore at all. Yeah, exactly. And it's because I love what
1: I do. I really push that. I pushed, let me make music, let me write music, let me, let me literally just be me, you know, because I really love this shit and I want to stay in it. And that's what Um, I'm saying.
0: That's, that's, that's the huge difference. That's why when I hear your music, I'm like, how the fuck did he write that hook? You know what I mean? That's what I always think because that, if you've never written music before, writing the hook is the fucking hardest part. The hook in the second verse is the hardest part to me first verse fine cause you're just mumbling whatever what not this yeah. sounds dope then you gotta go to the hook and then you have to think about the second fucking verse mm. which is my my killer it's like I yeah. can't do this
1: I work my moods yeah. so that's how I even write choruses in the first place like I'll tell the mood of the song and I'll be like okay like nice I feel this way oh uh, let me freestyle and I'll just freestyle shit and then it'll just like pop up and be the way it is So that's um, your fucking
0: talent cause it doesn't work like that and for it's like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you um and a lot of it again, a lot of it comes from just like like really honestly, I just don't overthink it too. Like I I don't go in with like this big mission anymore to make a hit. I just like I don't even record every day like that anymore. Mm. Like there's like that the misconception about like that I'm like I am very hard working but I'm not again I'm not like 365 each shit like you know yeah. what I mean like I'm nice to myself if I don't yeah. feel like recording I'm not and that's why yeah. I like that I don't have to work in a studio have a record label advance in which they're paying for a studio for me to work at so I mandatorily have to be there like mm-hmm. no like yeah I'm I make my own hours I do what I want and when it, I feel like it's gonna come out it's gonna come out yeah and like to live in the luxury of that is like the best for creation because you start writing for you and you don't, you don't write for, oh, label asks for another hit. I hate that. Mm-hmm. La- no, like the label will get a hit from me because I am the guy for that. What, and I know that. And I love what I do. What made you start to go
0: into more singing?
1: I could do it. Because <laughs> nobody would have known. Yeah, I could do it. Like I felt like I could do it. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. And people might be mad, but I don't care because I can do it. So yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to have to and live you've with got, it.
0: And you've gotten better and better yeah. at, at it. Because I can tell you practice it. Because like uh, when I heard your music at first, it was like, oh, it's a little shaky. And then you got better. And then your vocally, yeah. vocally just sounded starting in better. And yeah. I was like, oh, this guy's been practicing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I could tell you've been practicing. I was like, he's been practicing a
1: lot. <laughs> again, you could, you, could, you could tell in the music that I just started listening to... I started listening to music more and being a fan more rather Mm -hmm. than I was always about myself. I was always trying to redeem deep pride. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those records were just me trying to chase a hit, you know, granted a lot of people are fans of certain records and I can't sit here and not like them, but I just know, you know, there were certain records where I was experimenting a little too hard or like, you know, but at the end of the day, a lot of it was just me having to smoke weed sometimes at the end of the night and listen to records all night. And I would relate to certain records or I would be like, oh, maybe I should try that with my voice. You know what I mean? Or- That's smart. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's great. That's it's the same putting thing. your yeah. ego in the back seat and being like, maybe I'm not as good as I think. Sometimes, well, you not in a way to bring yourself down. Well,
0: you just can't create art if you're not consuming art. One of the hardest things that I had to deal with, especially when I was finding people who want to do videos for me, I would ask them straight off the bat, right, straight off the jump. They go, Oh, I, I, I want to be a videographer. I want to make videos. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. I'm like, Great. Give me three of your favorite directors and tell me three of your favorite films. Yeah, they, go, I, I don't know. Then what the fuck are you talking about? You, yeah, you haven't consumed enough. You don't, you don't know what you want to create because you haven't even seen what other people have done. There are yeah. so many great people out there that are doing things and are killing it. it. Doesn't mean that you're stealing from them, which a little bit we are, but it's just I don't where think are you it's stolen. Yeah, it's just like it's <laughs> it's our influences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do you not how do you not how do you try to create something when you have no foundation for your art? Yeah. That's that's the crazy part for me. Right, every the greatest artists, if you ask them who their favorite people are, they go boom. Boom, boom, Yeah! boom. I grew up listening to this. I grew up doing this.
1: And they'll give you timestamps and the like certain things that resonated with them. You know, like, again, like the, there's this big like hip hop YouTube kind of perception of kids. Like they'll be like, and even they're like that with my music, like fuck all this bullshit that's out. I listen to you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> express that you listen to me, but you don't have to say fuck all the bullshit that's out. Yeah, Enjoy it. Yeah, As much as minimal as it could be or not satisfying to you, there's everybody that's on got on because people like them Mm -hmm. so as much as you get to sit there and hate on everybody people like them so kind of got to see why they're on their platform yeah you know even for the songwriters and people i hate i'm like okay you're here for a reason so i can't all the way hate you but at the same time you got to just be open to it you know like okay i'm not the biggest fan of this but if it comes on at the club, maybe I'll listen to it a bit, you know, or I'll try to see what girls think. I always try to see what girls think about certain music, mm. you know, as a man, I just always feel like I hate being overly manly. Mm. Like I hate being overly masculine. I'm quite in touch with my feminine side. And I really, that's why, again, going back to the singing thing, like I, people don't understand like I really got along with girls growing up. Like I was a big, like, I love being, I was always around like five girls, like always like, you know, that kind of kid, like I lean towards girls. I had, you know, boy, you know, guy friends growing up, but it was like, I was always going to pick the girls, you know, I always, I always love, I I grew up with with a single mom. I love to be hugged and love to be around that. So like when I was learning how to sing, I wanted to sing so I could sing to girls. Hell so yeah. I can be on stage and like have a face tattoo and like look at a girl in her eye and she would remember me for the rest of her life singing to her because one, my voice was great, but I looked like how I looked like, like I'm this tatted dude and I'm look like, you're going to remember my face. Like that was my, I knew I had a look um, and I knew even before the tattoos that I had a, I had a face that I made when I sung. I really believed it. Even when I didn't sing like that, I knew I had like a little bit of it, yeah. you know, in my demeanor. So I really stuck to that. You know, I, I stuck to the package of things like I'm melodic. I can hold a note. Let me keep doing it. Like, I really want to like sing for these girls. I get confident when I'm around girls. Like, that's the thing about me. I get confident in my art when I'm around women a lot. Like yeah. if, if I do a show and there are a couple girls, like, like just off to the side a bit. Oh, you will see me twirl, (laughs) fucking dance all night, you know, especially if it's a girl that's like, like, like I'm, I really want to make her proud. There's a girl like, for example, like I know, like right now, like I just, I, uh, I had these thoughts in my head and I daydream of just like her being like Mm -hmm. at the top and just me like performing literally for this, this crowd, but like she knows like the certain songs I wrote about her. I want to perform the fuck out of those. Yeah, Cause I'm just like, yo, like I love to sing. I like that. Like yeah. as much as I like to rap, I love when the lights go dim and the spotlight is on me. And I really get to show people like I can hold this note. I can do all this. And I had never been trained before in singing. I just have it. And I think that a lot of kids that again, to, to bring it out of me, I think a lot of people that have natural talent sometimes get discouraged if if they don't go to like a school or if they don't go to classes or if they're not trained. I meet a lot of singers that are fucking phenomenally talented, but they'll always just be like, Yeah, but I'm not trained. So yo, just don't you know, I'm gonna play this rough, but just and it's like, yo, don't worry, man. I'm not trained. I still sing with my head voice sometimes when I shouldn't. Like, don't worry. You know what I mean? And I mean, here's here's the thing too, is you know, I see this a lot too with people who
0: are uh, sing and uh <clears throat> I think this is a hard thing for people to, a hard pill for people to swallow. There are some people out there who are great technical singers, right? Yeah, like, technically, you sound great, yeah. but you're still missing something whether yeah. it's like an attitude, a soul, a spirit. I don't know what it is, but technically you're hitting every fucking no, but I can't he-
1: exactly. I can't hear you for some reason exactly you know I'll do certain shows where like I'll be on the bill, but there will be a singer on the bill too. And they'll be doing all these notes and everything, but you could see in the reaction to the crowd, it's like, cool, like nice. I'm not a technical singer at all. I'll go out there and I'll sing certain notes and they'll be like, oh, shit and again it's just from the demeanor that i'll have there's demeanor to singing too yes uh, you need to sing like you believe it a hundred that's what makes like a superstar a hundred
0: percent and i call those like the people who sing really well it's like oh you're a karaoke singer dude yeah because you could hit these notes i guess and i see this a lot with like korean and filipino people like there's a lot of karaoke technically great singers that are korean and filipino right but they don't understand why it's like well how come my shit's not really popping off it's like because you don't have your style there's nothing to you yeah like you're it's your just a blank sheet, like yeah. yeah, the blank sheet's pretty,
1: right? But there's nothing to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like, um and that you know now, now I feel like I can jump to even expressing this point, but that's how I feel. A lot of Asian artists almost have like a, a chip on their shoulder sometimes because technically they're great because we see we have as Asian people we've sat on the sidelines a lot, so yeah. we observe. You know what I mean? So that's how we could get so technical because we're never really subbed in. We're just yeah. always watching the game. So by the time we do get subbed in, we're like, people listen to us, you know, us meaning Asian people, like Asian talents sing or showcase something. It'll be like, what? I never knew you had that in you. Mm-hmm. You never knew because you didn't give me a chance. Because yeah. again, this Asian thing that you have lingering on in your North American industry mind. Yeah. Um. But I feel like, I feel like, uh, there are a handful of Asian artists that it's like they're where they are right now, right now because they weren't as like technical as some Asian artists do get. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there are some Asian artists that are just like overly technical to the point where like a lot of the look is like too clean. You know what I mean? And and a lot of the music is almost too Like, no, 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 this isn't really you. You're just fitting into, like, making the song, making all these notes hit. And, like, there's a lot of vocalist Mm. Asian superstars. We're always known through game shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we've never, I feel like, and I don't want to bring us down because some people can be like, oh, but what about, what about? No, but at the same time, but what about the fact that we don't have a Drake? Yeah. We don't have an Eminem or or a Madonna at Mm. that, you know? I feel like I feel like gaining your identity through originality again just comes from a lot of I mean you know we haven't gotten that person yet but it comes from a lot of we we this is time put in for one and the platform mm. we don't have that platform And I feel like once an Asian artist comes and they have that like look on their face, like they know they're going to tear this shit up. Somebody like Bruno Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we need more of that. We need more of that. I feel as Asian entertainers, we need more of that. You know, we could be as technical as we can and and do all this, but we need somebody that like will step out there and put on a show. I don't think Asian people, actually, I, I take that back because nowadays, like, you know, with... You know, shout out to Aquafina too. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, people like her. Like, in other ways, other than music, like we're now showing that we do this. I think we really need to show people we do this and yeah. get out of the technicals of clean music videos with yeah. like super pale, like nice skin. And yeah. we don't always need to be that way. Yeah, like we can be ragey too. We can be angry. We can be sweaty too. We can we can really get down with this entertainment shit. Yeah, I really do feel that way. I've met so many Asian entertainers. I'm like, you could be a fucking superstar, man. We just don't have the platform. Yeah. But we can't sit here and be like, "Fuck the, no, blah, blah blah blah," and bring our bring ourselves down. No, we we're gonna have to take that platform one day. That's why
0: there's groups like whatever, like 88 Rising. They're throwing their own concerts yes. and stuff, which is very yes. important, you know, and. That's like, it's, it's kind of hard having this conversation with some of my older friends, right, where they were want, they wanted to be musicians, you know, mm-hmm. and they, I listened to them, whether it was rap or whether it, whether it was like hip hop or R&B. And one of the things that they were always missing was their sound. It was like, yeah. you just I and it was hard for them to understand what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with one of my friends where she wanted to be a singer. She's not a singer now. She sounds amazing, like classically trained. Mm-hmm. Great, right? Vibrato and, you know, and
1: everything, most Everything. Likely, yeah. It's just to
0: the fucking T, right? And uh, we were drinking. And she goes, you know, like some of these like YouTube kids, where I see some of these young people, like they can't seem like I do, and I never really got to pop off, and I felt like I had the package, and, you know, I had a couple of drinks, and as I get older, I become a little more honest, mm-hmm. and I just told her, I was like, you know what, the difference was, the difference is between them is like, you were sitting, you're sitting at this bar, they're talking shit, you're talking shit about them, but they're not talking shit about you. I was like, because your problem was is that you've always focused on you being talented rather than you really loving exactly. music. Exactly. Like, do what yeah, you, like, you know what I mean? yeah, it's like, that's where your focus was. I'm talented. Cool. Whatever.
1: And funny <laughs> enough, that's where my focus was for a lot of my life. Mm. I focused And again, when I say I do this and I say certain things like that, it's because I love what I do. Oh, 100%. it's not because I'm fucking amazing at what I do. It's not that. It's because I really love this shit for what it is. And I'll go out. It's like, it's like a, like a basketball player. If he's really good sometimes, like, you'll just pass by. Like, if you guys are on the court, he'll pass. Yo, give me a shot. And he'll yeah. sink that shit right in front of you. Yeah. Because he loves this shit. He doesn't want to be a fucking, you know, a show-off. He's just, yeah, I love it. Let me take a shot. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you'll, you're 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 always going to want to take a shot sometimes. You're always going to, like, play around with that. You know what I mean? Again, like, when you're caught up in a lot of, yo, I, I just want, yo, why isn't the blah, blah, blah? Like, you really do get caught up in some, like, In in expectations, you have expectations for yourself, but it's like, if you're just a little nicer to yourself and a little nicer to what you do, you can get to a good place. And I feel like, again, circling back, like when Asian entertainers find that groove, I feel it's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. You're so talented, but so technical and almost a little, again, a little too technical. Sometimes I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of Asian stuff kind of gets a little too clean Mm. in a sense that's why i like your stuff like you swear you aren't afraid to say a lot (laughs) of what you fucking need to say and you are again like what we were talking about before you're not afraid to admit when you're wrong yeah and it gives people like something to to really watch dramatically even guys like tim you know pushing the envelope of like not the conventional shy asian actor. You know what the crazy shit
0: was too? Like I didn't realize when I was doing this stuff that I was doing anything revolutionary you know because it was when I used to do the vlogs where I used to talk into a camera right? mm -hmm. And I used to just talk shit which is just how everybody was where I grew up. Yeah. So I didn't know that that was something that unique that a lot of other Asian kids didn't have growing up because I I lived in Sacramento and that's where just how people in Sacramento talk. It is what it is. Yeah. But then you know if I go somewhere else they're like yo there was no other Asian kid that was like you where I grew up and I wanted to be around people like that yeah and i was like oh really i had no
1: idea because i was For just real. being me you know yeah i'll meet asian kids that, that tell me like i got out of my shell because of your music Yeah, you know like a lot of and, and again i noticed from from observing like a lot of asian kids sometimes are just like a little shunned or like they get considered you know by by other you know non-asians like as a, the asians yeah right? yeah yeah oh you're geeky and you blah 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 and it's like no i like hip-hop and i yeah. like moshing and i like you know what <laughs> i mean like i like the skateboard and you know what i mean? I love yeah. gangster shit like what are you <laughs> fucking talking about like yeah. but at the same time people are just like hit with a preconception and it's 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 kind of affected a lot of like younger asian kids mm-hmm. um and again that it's it, sometimes that trickles into the music where some some asian kids feel like they need a look Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I need to look like this, you know, because my favorite Asian artists look like this, and it's like you could look like however you want. Yeah, you know what I mean? Maybe like however you want, you me. really can look like whatever you want, bro. Like
0: <laughs> that's why, like for for me, like even in this YouTube space, like I always hated a lot of those like YouTube artists that were Asian that always kind of hung on to the whole Asian thing, like oh because Asian people are like this. I'm Asian. I'm Asian. Yeah. It's like God, I'm shit. to blame for that too. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I
1: really were you though? Yeah. I, I at a certain point, used it as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that thing at the shows, you know? Like, you're not getting the good reaction, but you know there's Asian people. Shout out all my Asian people! <laughs> yeah, we're back in! It's like, I don't like that. I didn't yeah. like that as a cheat code. I feel like I rep with this. Yeah, I feel like when I walk in, I rep with this. When you yeah. read my bio, it's Asian Canadian. I feel like I rep with that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to announce it all the time to people, because again, that's not my niche. I'm not. I feel a lot of artists almost make it their niche. Well,
0: Again, yeah, because like, you want to be recognized for your art. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, that's what needs to speak the most, and it's hard for people, right? Even mm-hmm. It's hard for people to do that because if they know they can get a certain reaction for something every time, they're gonna go for that button yeah, and hit that button. You know, yeah. and you know, I'd say like when I was first doing stand up, I used to do that shit all the time. You know, yeah. but then after a while, I got so sick of it. I started steering away from my culture too much. Now I have to find that good medium. It's like, wait, I am an Asian guy. Yeah, so I can't talk about but how can I do it in a way where it's just I'm
1: not using it as a crutch yeah man and I feel sometimes it is used as a crutch Mm -hmm. like some dudes is like some Asian comedian sometimes it's just like fuck okay I'm running out of material you know what let me just degrade myself (laughs) Uh, you know like a billion times and then then sink into that degrading and then it's like it's weird because again a lot of those jokes do get old like yeah. a lot of those Asian stereotypical jokes, kind of get old at a yeah. certain point. It's like okay, like we're and not and my all shit too like
0: is like with Asian <laughs> comedy. It's like you could do those jokes, but you have to put your own spin and perspective on it. Yeah, right? it's like how can these people relate to it if you're just saying the same trope everybody else is? Because we could for real. You know, it's just like just put it relate it to yourself. Like you don't, yeah. You know, that's like that's why people don't understand. It's like, damn, David, you really don't like fuck with a lot of like Asian people in this space. It's not because I don't fuck with them as a person. It's just their content doesn't speak to me growing up as a person. So yeah. It's and that's
1: hard. how I felt sometimes. Yeah. Like I, I felt like certain things were a little too clean for me. Yeah. Like I, Even my look. You know, when I was deep pride, I had a, a very clean look. But my life really, like my upbringing really wasn't like that. Well, when like you became I,
0: honest with yourself, I really think that's when your music started to shine. Oh,
1: hell yeah. I, I started even getting tattoos and really being <laughs> like, this is what I, I, I love this shit. And I just... Every time I looked in the mirror, I was like, "Oh, you're getting there." Like, I was like, "Oh, you, I <laughs> you're love you." Not even as an artist, I would yeah. just be like, "Oh yeah, this is what you wanted to be." Yeah, you wanted all this ridiculous shit on yeah. you. You wanted to stand out to you. I didn't give a fuck about what anybody said. That's why I have certain things on my on my face. Like I was yeah. just like, dude i I want to be cool to me. Yeah. And I think, yo, I think I'm the coolest. Like whenever <laughs> I look in the mirror now, I'm like, yo. I'm cool. As an Asian kid, I used to not think that way. Mm-hmm. And I, to me, I feel like, you know, there are certain things you should have as a purpose. Yeah. I feel like one of my purposes is to come in and show Asian kids that they could be whatever they want. Yeah, You know, I have certain Asian kids that are like, well, what kind of hairstyle should I rock? I don't want to perm my hair or do anything, but I just need to find new Asian hair. Out. It's like, do whatever you want. There are black kids that dye their hair blonde. and you're feeling a little weird because you've grown up with straight hair your whole life and you don't want to go outside the box yeah you don't want to get tattoos you don't want to do dude get out of this like uh you got to be a doctor thing all the time and really like be yourself yeah you can as much as everybody in school makes fun of you for being the asian kid or blah 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 maybe you are good at math or maybe you are academically academically forward but you smoke weed sometimes and yeah. want to listen to fucking Wu-Tang and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Want to go mosh to some, you know, shit at a concert. It's like, go do that, man. Yeah. And I, again, I'll, I'll go to meet and greets and kids are like, yo, I was in my first mosh pit to your show. Yeah. Asian kids, kids that look like me. Yeah. That feel that I look like them. I'm on that stage. I have this platform. Hey, cute girls like him. Mm-hmm. Yo, fuck this, man. It's cool to be me. Fuck that. I'm, I'm me. Yeah. You know? And kids will show me that, like. I'm proud to be Asian because, of, because you aren't out there making it look a certain way. Mm. You're just making you being Asian be you. And I want to be like that. Like I want to I make my own imprint of my own yeah. shit. And I think that's cool, you know. especially looking at other cultures, like having a guy like Tyler, the Creator, come out as a black man that, that likes what he likes. Yeah. He, really, he, he really set a standard to other black kids that were like, yo, you can wear Vans and go skate and do certain things. Be yourself. You know, I want to be that for Asian kids. I really want to come in and tell them, yo, you could be yourself. You don't I mean, have to get the souped up car to like be part of your friend group. And then like, you, you know, don't the, got to do that. You could be yourself. Yeah. Like you the, the I mean? evolution
0: of you always like speaks in your music because, you know, when I was uh like your your music just popped up randomly in my playlist. Right. And I didn't realize your name went from deep pride to Russell. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw this Russell person, I was like, yo, this fucking dude's dope. So I was listening to it over and over and mm-hmm. over and over. And I was like, oh, shit like I think that's that kid Deep Pride and I was like yo his his music is fucking Thanks, banging man. right and that's when I <laughs> I started posting your stuff on my Instagram and I didn't realize too that other people didn't know that your name changed either yeah cuz they're like who is this guy I was like oh it's Deep Pride and they're like that's Deep Pride they they didn't know and so it was kind of an interesting thing too when I when I started listening to your music over and over and over and I had to go through your old discography and I could see that evolution change I was yeah. like it went from what it went from like this like very clean type of music to like fuck it let's do something different. And yeah. when it was different, in my personal, personal opinion, it was better because it sounded like you were kind of falling into who you were, right? It Like your writing was way better. Thank you, man. Yeah, you know I mean, it was just different. And I was like, oh, this guy is an artist. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. That's why I started posting your shit on Instagram and Twitter and stuff Thank like that.
1: Thank you for that too. That's that's That has always like, I, I see the traffic and everything and I'm really appreciative of that because you oh, have a great platform and like people have really shown me love out, out of your side. So I
0: mean mean, awesome, I mean, for man. me, me too, like my shit is, is like... I don't know what this is about me, but it's like, if there's like somebody who's Asian, that's fucking dope, I'm going to push them mm-hmm. so fucking hard because yeah. it does wonders for me as a person too, because it it's like, I, I want this person to represent me as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I saw this evolution of your music, I started watching these clips of you perform, just like you practicing in that room. I'm like, oh, he's a performer. Like, yeah, this, that's what you mean. When you say like you do this, I understand what you Thank mean you, because man. I've seen you in every fucking like outlet of music being expressed and I was like oh this kid does this for a living this shit is him you know
1: yeah again like with with the deep pride stuff I just I was so much more than that and I was willing to show people 100% even
0: when I switched this channel to Genius Brain Right, I didn't tell anybody which I kind of regret because it was kind of a bad move because right when I did that like Mm -hmm. a thousand people dropped and they resubscribed because they're like oh I didn't know that was you I was like Uh, "Uh, I probably should have let you know." you know it was like I lost like Four hundred thousand subscribers in like two weeks so i was like mm-hmm. oh shit yeah i get what you mean and then you read some of the comments they're like i wanted here i wanted to come here for the vlogs i didn't come here for this shit i'm unsubscribing and i just you know wrote back i was like hey man thanks for supporting me up until now but go fuck yourself yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, you know we just kind of moved on from there but now yeah. I, I gained a different following and when i found out especially about people who follow me what i really appreciate is that when i first started out my demographic was ages from like eight to like fucking 18 mm-hmm. my demographic below the age of 18 now is 2 percent. so that means all these people that stayed they grew up with me they're, nice. they're now they're an adult i relate to that a lot and nice. It's, it's nice it's like oh shit you didn't leave like yeah. how, how did you not leave in 10 years that's like watching yeah. friends from every fucking season all the way through and you, and you have been with me since day one and that blows my mind
1: yeah that's why i think i have like some good stripes in this shit like when when this shit really gets to where it is like people can't really question me like Oh, like one the industry plant thing. Like nobody will ever have to say that because mm-hmm. I've been in this shit for twelve years. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, just like I don't know. I just feel like uh, I I I had enough evolution to really show people like okay, like I'm 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 here. I'm yeah. here. I deserve this. Yeah, you know, and that's why like again like circling back, you know, I I find beauty in those deep pride times. I really do. I feel, I feel great with them, but I've laid them to rest. I feel like a lot of people haven't, and that's okay. Like, cool. Those, I can't speak for a kid whose prom song or homecoming song was one of my Deep Pride songs. And mm-hmm. that's what he'll remember for the rest of his life. So I don't work to, for people to forget Deep Pride. I work so people can understand And live with that But also know that like yo, There's well, new shit know, they, And it's they, good They can appreciate
0: <laughs> all that music Cause like for me too Uh I love Kanye, right? I loved him, right? But then his last stuff I didn't really like, but doesn't mean I'm gonna stop listening to his old stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like college dropout is very fucking important mm-hmm. to me. You know what I mean graduation, very fucking important. 808 mm-hmm. all that shit is super important to me. And I'll still listen to that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and one thing I've always appreciated about Kanye too was that nobody was ever allowed to put him into a box. He didn't allow it. Yeah. It's like you can't tell me to make college dropout again. I'm not. College mm-hmm. dropout was different from graduation. Graduation was different from eight oh eight and heartbreaks. It was all different
1: and funny you say that like circling back to even like the youtube thing i didn't want like i i i I hope like other artists can can listen to me when i say this but like those boxes of being like a you know people will tell you gain exposure by doing covers or gain exposure by this but like don't don't get comfortable with that yeah like really really create things and like really because you'll always be put into a box if like you take one thing and you run with it a little too hard mm-hmm. i think a lot of people run with it, like certain things a little too hard like creatives they'll they'll see what makes them money the most and they'll just go hard mm-hmm. with that but sometimes you run those ideas out and sometimes mentally you run that out and then it doesn't get fun anymore
0: yeah and also you too, they, they die out real fast you know yeah that's why i used to I, I fuck you know david choi is a friend of ours you know and david choi I love the fact that he was always pushing original music because yeah. I arguably loved his original music more than his covers, and that yeah. was that was something that I don't think a lot of people wanted to do at the time. And David was a is a writer. He has
1: phenomenal originals too. Yeah, you know. And I was like, damn, um, make it last all afternoon was like an incredibly written song. His writing is like fucking amazing. Incredibly written song. Yeah. yeah, he's one of my favorite writers. Like, like in that time, like he was influencing me a lot writing wise. Yeah. Um and I feel like he doesn't get his credit so shout out David Choi yeah um,
0: <laughs> for sure there's some some other artists too it's like I I listened to their covers I was like this is dope and I started their original music I'm like damn that's some trash yeah, It's like, what, yeah. what happened bro what, like why didn't you develop this part and, and that kind of sucks for me too because I'll always like their voice yeah you know or you know whatever that they're doing but then it's like when I hear their 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 original music I'm like ah oh, you're not there yet man yeah like you, well some
1: people put themselves in a the box so yeah oh, well that's people true. Li- putting limits to themselves right. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like, I got the niche of the covers. This is great. And then they concentrate on that so much creatively that it's like this, this, the, the, the I guess, way in to nurture their mind and make original stuff and train themselves like kind of gets away. And then you're chasing momentum, like viral momentum. Mm-hmm.
0: Also, because um, that route is harder. And when they kind of
1: reach that yeah. point where they have to think for themselves, it frustrates them. And that's why a lot of like YouTube singers too that i was around at a certain point like died out because mm-hmm. i took the route in which i didn't want to take certain bookings that were like very youtube and like only do these covers asian yeah. creator catered the bags were incredible
0: mm-hmm.
1: mind you like incredible bags but i'm looking at that as like cool i can make all this right now and run off my deep rideness and my ness and my this that, and a third but like these are not things that support my brand as an original and 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 just like creative entity well, like it's going backwards for you yeah it's almost like i'm just putting my again i'm putting myself in a box so mm-hmm. like those certain artists i saw that they kept running with the covers thing and doing all those niche shows and everything and then it started dying out mm. um and I look at my career now and I see that I've made at least like a good little core base that accepts me for certain things. And when I do put like a cover or something out, they're like, holy shit, he's back. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, cool. I've made it a rare thing now. <laughs> I've made it a thing where it's not expected out of me. So now it gets so much more love because you- I'm able to come back to this and revisit it. Cause people say I'm an OG in it and all that other stuff. It's just like, yo, like, I know how to tastefully space things out and yeah. I don't get caught in the hype. Which blows I don't get my mind because
0: I, I genuinely believe your originals are way better than your covers. Like your, Thank you. your originals are way better than your fucking covers. Thanks, man.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I pride myself on that a lot. And I think, um, again, like I have big plans for like my, my songwriting ability. Like I want to write for Beyonce, but I want to write not on my own terms, but I just don't want to be in a writing camp. I want to yeah. give a song to Beyonce that I feel like Beyonce would really like. That's and that's how I feel I feel like I'm confident enough to do that and I feel like um, a lot of this stuff is a lot of my new stuff is truth bearing you know what I mean and I feel like if I can't if I can't tell the truth now I can't write it mm. so it's like whenever I do come out with something and if I did write it and if I did come out you're gonna feel it each time you're really gonna be like oh shit he like he felt these emotions, like, I'll play you some stuff after this. You're really going to like see like I just took time now. I took a lot of time to like really make music I like people will love, but also that I love. Um, and especially with this new album and you know, all like I, I mean, I'm out here kind of trying to promote it, but you know my, my new project is like, um, it's like very, you know, I don't want to say coming of age. Mm. but it's a reconnection of like ones it's called boy lonely and it's like it's it's a good amount of songs short and sweet but halfway through it starts off very it starts off boyish you know Fuck bitches, get money, smoke weed. I'm this guy. Hell yeah, I'm a rapper. I live a rapper life. Don't got a Snapchat about it. I put it all on wax. And I really Mm. do. That's how I live my life. I don't, like, when I go out or when I do crazy rapper shit, I just never record it anymore. Because I feel like I could just go home and say it all. And Mm. then when I hear these songs, I live in them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I usually, like, if I document stuff, I document the most regular everyday (laughs) life shit. Because I really want people to see that I'm a regular fucking person. Yeah. And you could just get like the real rapper shit from the records. That's Mm -hmm. what, I put it all on wax. Even if I don't like somebody. And that's the thing too about the album. There are people that I'm going at. Like I'm coming at. That's
0: tight. I fucking love that shit, man. I miss that shit about hip hop, dude. I feel like hip hop is one of those spaces where you can truly say fuck you to somebody and it should still be okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was the weird space too where like, you know, I think like that social media phase. They're like, "Well, why can't these rappers just get along?" Because it's fucking hip hop, dude. Yeah. Shut the
1: fuck up. And a lot of people just take it a little too crazy and yeah, don't the, think that they don't know that like behind the scenes it's all music. You yeah, know, it's some just music. Take it a little too crazy. It's just
0: music. That's what it is. That's yeah. what hip hop like started in, man. Like, dude, like some of my fucking favorite tracks are fucking hate tracks, dude. That yeah, shit makes yeah, me yeah. feel good for some reason. Yeah,
1: it's like the intro of my album is like a hate track, yeah. kind of. Um, it's very arrogant, and I start it with arrogance. So I wanted to start the, the album with some arrogance and some like bravado, but then at a certain point in time in the album switch to insecurity mm. and like, that's the lonely part. So boy with this, like look to people, you know, almost like this is me. Yeah. And then like lonely where like, I'm finally alone and I could be like, Oh fuck. Okay. Like I say I say all this stuff, but I'm actually like, huh? Like there's shit going on. You
0: know, See, that's what I'm saying. Um, that's That's dope.
1: Yeah, and I think um, I think that's a lot of rappers. And I think I, I want to be one of those rappers to really express, like, yeah, I could be confident sometimes, but I can break down. But I'm able to bring myself up and almost use my ego as a positive crush, uh, crutch, you know, to, to bring myself back up with my ego and be like, yo, I am good, man. Like, shit, I'm insecure. Like, shit, you know, on the album I rap about, you know, uh, being at an age where people are getting married now. You know, yeah. and I don't take that as an insecurity because I know that I just love what I do, and I'm working toward, towards something great. And I want other people that are 26 to hear that and be like, you know what, I'm not married at 26 like Johnny down the block. I don't have a house like.
0: Yeah, when well, you Marty come to LA, does. nobody's married at 26, man. Yeah, <laughs> people aren't married at 35, but that's 36 like here. Thing
1: with, People my age. Like, they get scared of that and they get held, held to an expectation, especially oh, really? with, like, traditional parents, too, right? Like, oh, why aren't you married yet? Or blah, blah, blah. That's crazy.
0: LA, nobody's married at that age. If yeah. you're married at 26, you're fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like
0: 26, like, I can't even imagine yeah. being married. I moved to LA when I was 25, 24. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the thought of marriage at 26, baby, yeah. shit my pants.
1: Yeah. And aside say. from that, even just, like, at the fact where people have expectations for themselves at 26. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I wrote a song where, like, I talked about like how I have those expectations, too, as a rapper. But at the end of the day, as much as I don't have my house that I'm paying for and financing and this, that, and the third about grown-up things that I'm supposed to be doing, I'm working towards something great, and I'm yeah. going to be something great. Yeah. And I am something great. You know, Um, and I feel like a lot of other people should 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 feel that way sometimes when they get into their insecure moments.
0: I feel like your life now, though, honestly, is like everything's a cherry on top because, I mean, you if you look at from like the scope of things, right, like I don't. I guess from my perspective, in terms of like music and what people wanted out of music, you actually already had that. So now it's just you're just doing it out of love. Yeah, right. Because I mean, what what do you technically, if just on paper, what do you need to prove? Exactly. You, you've checked all those boxes. Now it's just like I'm living this just because I enjoy it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I want to do arenas and shit. You know, yeah. I have a I have a final. My final daydream in my head is I'm no I know I'm gonna be the, one of the biggest artists in the world. I'm yeah. gonna be in history books. I'm, I know that for a fact. And like in my head i really don't care about the club anymore mm-hmm. i could get drunk anywhere really yeah. shout out to the club like that's where you got to go sometimes to, mm-hmm. to really catch a vibe that's cool i respect that mm-hmm. but when i look at my motivations to do this like i'm good with the hot girl shit like i i've had sex that's cool. yeah <laughs> like, i sing about it it's cool yeah like, i i'm much more of an intimate guy anyway mm-hmm. so i can't really go out there and like fuck a billion girls and you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and spend all my money on it I don't do drugs I don't do coke and shit so and I don't care about chains like I don't have like you know what I mean cause some kids like have less than me and like have like 8 fucking gold chains on and it's like I gotta sit oh, that's, there
0: and, That's that's LA dude like I know a lot of people here too that are in this space and they go and I see what they're riding in I see like they're fucking they got a rollie they got a fucking like, yeah I'm like bro I know how much you make cause I'm in your industry you should not have that yeah <laughs> I'm yeah like, it's like you... this
1: weird misguided perception you yeah. know Um, that you have to be a certain way to be an artist Um, Mm -hmm. and none of that really I don't really get amused off any of that what I'm really amused off of is selling a fucking show out and seeing people and then again you look and you see like you're like five girls that like think you're cute from from this town or like you know what I mean the one girl you want to make proud you know what I mean and just doing that you know what I mean like singing for this crowd and singing for them like that's the bare minimum. It's like, I want to be in green rooms. I wanna, I wanna wake up in my tour bus. And I wanna, I I wanna like wake up to a new day of having to brush my teeth in a fucking McDonald's bathroom. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I like. I like the discomfort of that because I'm somewhere where, man, if I wasn't doing this, I I really would probably kill myself. Yeah. And that's the worst, that's the weird, beautiful part about it. You know, at times where I actually would have offed myself, I was off making music and doing this. So I, that's how I know I'm really made for it. You yeah. know, I really love it. Um, and yeah, you could take away all this shit from it. I still like the money. Like the money yeah. is great. Let this. I'm not going to be like, oh, if well, I wasn't made. No, no like I, I do it for a job too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully I make what I make with with it. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm able to take that. And I throw it right back into my career mm-hmm. because I know I'm gonna make it. I know I'm gonna be the biggest fucking thing ever. So fuck it. If if this is gonna cost this much, I'd rather do this, whatever. That could be a bottom six to impress the chicks. <laughs> that could be, you know, some ace, but like fuck the look. I am the look. I am me. People think that you need to be a certain I need to be seen out. You know, I need to be no. To any artist, you don't need to be seen anywhere. The party's gonna always be there. Well, the all the vices will be there. The weed is always gonna be there. Oh, the sure. drinks will always be there. The girls, all that shit's always gonna be there. What won't be there is your motivation and love for it all if you keep fucking sinking yourself into that shit. Yeah. Sink yourself into yourself, and as selfish as that sounds, love yourself. Be sunken into your love and your the fucking stuff you make, man. Because you're really gonna see that, like, as much as you love yourself, and you you're gonna love everything around you. You know that's yeah. being lovely. Like, you got to stay with a lot of love for shit. Yeah. You know. Um, when are you when are you dropping the album? When is this coming out? Because I'm I'm announcing the date Friday.
0: Oh, you you'll, you'll be fine
1: february 15th tight and okay. it's the, it's the day my mom like it's my mom's birthday oh wow. so i feel like it's her birthday gift um and i really feel like you know on that day i'm normally sad but that album's gonna be out that day yeah. and she's gonna be with me so i feel like it's a it's a good time to put it out of course top of the year too um and i do feel like you know it's a new start for me um a lot of it sounds a little more mature um a little more things that older people can play and the younger people can find bouncing
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and again it's it's that reconnection story if you listen to songs in the first part i say certain things and then i contradict them yeah on purpose later on in the album um and i have certain songs like uh there's a song called sucker and i and i talk about um i talk about you know Uh, being like a fuck buddy to somebody Mm -hmm. and you're you're running this thing but they keep on telling you I don't want to settle for less so blah 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 they keep keep, you know telling you these sweet things like about like what they're gonna do and why they're single and why they're doing this and why they're taking time and you really think they're self building and then they settle for somebody else because they're running on a clock yeah and you're there like stop doing that don't just get with somebody because no have fun if you want to have fun have fun you're gonna end up like cheating on this dude and fucking hurting him and getting into a toxic thing because you're not all the way in it yeah why be into something because you want to have a title with somebody because you're getting older like that's stupid you know but at the end of the day i'm just a sucker for girls that that need guidance and (laughs) everything so that's what the song is about you know and and i and again like that speaks to a lot of dudes that want to have fun sometimes and 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 they catch feelings or something you know what i mean and and that too like laying that shit down like catching feelings like what the fuck is that no like we're humans we're going to feel emotion sometimes you know what i mean especially like if you have a bond with somebody you just fuck sometimes like no you're gonna you're gonna see them as somebody that's important sometimes you know but it's like you want to see them in better situations and getting with some fucking guy that it's like you don't really have anything in common with him. You're just chasing a clock. Yeah. Are you are you, you know?
0: collabing with some uh, I mean I know you're collabing with Tim.
1: Yeah, that's on a separate song though. I have a single with him. But this, okay. there's no features on this. Oh yeah. That's a so big it's move. all me.
0: That's like some J. Cole shit. Dude. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I feel like uh there there are little um every album I do, I actually mix it into a world. Yeah. Every album is a world and a universe. And it's like the boy lonely universe. So you hear little I have little sound bites and little inserts in the song actually from artists that from my city Mm. and everything to really showcase that um and a lot of it is very it's very homegrown you could listen to it and be like this there wasn't eight people in a studio making this it's very like this is how I felt
0: you have a one main producer you work with and that's it
1: yeah his name's K Beats and um there's another producer I have on his name is Rancher and he was like a young kid that like so talented um but he used to just be around like smoking weed with us and chilling and he played beats one day and i was like yo like i fuck with you bro like you we're gonna get one in don't worry and it was yeah. like a couple months in and he's actually part of like another i have another group mm. um because i do feel like you know i sing and i and i rap but i have the, a certain lane in myself but i also like the rage stuff mm. and, and very high energy music but i feel like if i brought that in i'd confuse a little Like I confuse my main fans. So I have like a side group called nightmare and he's like a third of that group. He's a producer and it's like a rage group. Like it's crazy. I'll play you some stuff too. Like it's very rage core, but it's my way to get that off. Yeah. Cause I'm also a very like angry guy in a sense. I Mm. make like a lot of angry music. Mm. Um, But I don't want to, of course, muddy the water of my certain projects and, and bring in an element that's a little, almost too, grunge for a certain audience yeah. so but i i still want to get that off i feel like if i'm if i like that stuff i should make it so um yeah he's part of my group and i had him do like half this album too so it's almost like i i also have to put trust into another in-house person um and thankfully you know k beats too he was like open you know for the collaboration and he mixed the entire album too um regardless if he only did half of it which is love like that's love like he really loves me like that he'll he'll mix the entire project because he believes in it
0: you know and that's hard to find though that's really hard to find somebody like god dude finding somebody who can mix your shit is the most difficult fucking thing on earth
1: and the thing is I mix my shit too so I feel
0: the oh, fact you, that I give
1: gave like, somebody more trust that's pretty
0: crazy is, you can mix your own shit too yeah really? I do everything that's like I edit wild, all my man.
1: videos I that's I, wild I, I like cut all the vocals and make sure they're all in place like but
0: you know how rare that is though right like people don't do that like people do not yeah. do that they can't it's impossible I don't like for getting
1: people. it to my head too much yeah so as much as it's a great thing I also know that I do this because I'm self-sufficient and I love it. So I can No, like, it's,
0: it's the best thing. It's like, I like that because as an artist, it gives you power. I don't have to wait for you. It's nice to have you around, but if you're not here, if you die tomorrow, I can still get this done.
1: Yeah, like I'm not dependent on certain people. So yeah. that's a good thing. Um, I just like taking my tools though and like using them in, in certain places. Like I don't like, a, I knew that at a certain point in time, editing my own stuff and like mixing all my own stuff kind of got to my head. So I didn't, I used to not listen to people. Um, because I felt like I knew everything Um, and it wasn't until as of recently like doing albums like I have an album called Lovely and there was a lot of collaboration on that album and that taught me the experience to stop fucking being a know-it-all sometimes Mm. and actually listen to people that actually have my best interest musically that will tell me certain things and not butt in like this is my idea and it should be like this more so like even though it's like therapy like they don't really tell you what to do they give you the option and I think that that's the best way to put an input Give people the option. Don't force people. Give people the option. Yo, you could go this way. You know what I mean? If you really want that, that's just working with the minds of people. I don't like to pressure people.
0: That's pretty awesome, man. Cause like even with me, like I I remember trying to do music. I was like, let me see if I can learn how to record. I was like, I can't do this. This is, this is too hard. (laughs) I was like, fuck this.
1: I'm not doing this. again, like, man, like I, I I hate to repeat it, but I, I, a lot of things were from being shunned. Mm. No, I couldn't go to studios. Yeah. And nobody would give me studio time, man. Like I had itself. to learn to do it myself.
0: That was the biggest advice I was giving to a, a couple of my YouTube friends who were doing music, and they just kind of. I look at them, I go, "What a fucking waste!" You know, and the reason why is because they just chose, they explicitly chose not to hone their craft. They chose not to learn things in an age where knowing how to do things yourself is very important. Yeah, because you don't. Because before that, prior to this, if you were an artist. And you were signed to a fucking label. You just did whatever label told you to do. You know why? Because you didn't have a mic. You didn't have you didn't have any of that shit. Dude. You didn't buy your own preamps. You couldn't buy any of this yeah. stuff. It was so inaccessible. But now that it is, they just always waited on other people. And they kind of died off. It's like, that was your problem. Yeah.
1: You, you it, had an it's opportunity. It's weird how a lot of artists are like incredibly informative. And they're able to absorb so much and like do things. But then they get to like this certain point in their life where like, Partying is a little more like Mm -hmm. important or like video games and like certain things are important, but they have like that side of their career where they're still relying on an engineer for certain things and they're still relying on certain. It's like all that time you're taking for your vices, you could literally take to sit down and learn Pro Tools for a night. Yeah. You know, and 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 even if you're not a pro understand from an engineer's perspective how it's like to record you and see how that how you can work with other engineers. Oh,
0: that's what I did with that's why I learned how to use Premiere and do my own video stuff. Yeah.
1: That's the best thing because then you just start seeing the art of making videos is not as easy as you think. Exactly. And then you and can you communicate people- what you want. Exactly. Which is the
0: biggest thing, right? It's because yep. before you could just look at something and go, hey, can you kind of do this? Instead, now you yeah, know verbiage. Yep. <laughs> now you know exactly what to tell them to do.
1: Yeah, like uh, I was talking to you earlier about my friend Logan. Mm-hmm. And like, he he's a video guy. And like, how we both get along is like, I do the video stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to communicate with him, like what I want with him understanding, like how possible it is with my brain. Mm-hmm. And when I, how I do talk to him about certain things. And like, I'm able to break down lingo with him and technical lingo with him. That will resonate in his head to know like, okay, he does a video stuff. So I can listen to him rather than like, an, you know, an artist will go up to a guy. yo, I want to fly in the video, I right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, no, you got to understand how video works. Like, it's not that easy to just fly. Yeah. You know, like I'll bring very possible ideas to Logan that are still outrageous and like funny and out of control, but it's like, they're possible. Exactly. And, 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 and it's because I put myself in his shoes and I'm like, and I've sat beside the can Like I, I sit on other rapper sets and I direct like with... Like my, my group back home, um, my, my friend collective, like they do videos for other people. They're like a video production company. Mm-hmm. So I am always surrounded by behind the scenes people. So that's how I kind of know how to work with people because I don't really play the star all the time. I get my hands dirty. I like to get my hands dirty. You need to. Oh, for it's sure. Like you need to go into the field sometimes and actually play in the mud. Well, that's a part really of understand.
0: like knowing your craft. It just, it, it always helps all the fucking yeah. time. It's like it's like when I see people who have an opinion about certain stuff but they haven't done it themselves. Yeah, I see yeah, I see yeah. that a lot in like, for example, like um like mixed martial arts, right? People are like they always have a comment about some fighter doing some shit. And but it's like if you've never been there before, you actually don't know yeah, what you're doing. You can't really about. say anything. You yeah. can't say anything. I mean you could say stuff as a fan, but if you're trying to come off as an expert, that's when that's when we have an issue.
1: Yeah, that's also like something I'm trying to learn too at this age. Like yeah. I'm just trying to be less of an expert. Yeah. just be more so like a guy that just knows some shit. Yeah. Because um, I'm not a guru and I don't like walking into things like that. And I feel like the best life lessons I've ever learned were from people that just like kind of like were just chilling and told me some shit. Yeah. You know, like some of my like best lessons were from like, like I saw a girl not too long ago and she just told me so many things. But in this relaxed, like chill way and she wasn't taking herself seriously. and And a lot of what she said really resonated with me because I felt like I wasn't being lectured. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel like that's uh, like, I'm trying to get to that point.
0: Hey man, you know? I say, I say three of my favorite words strung together is this. I don't know. A lot of people can't say that. I don't know. Like when somebody has something. still trying
1: to get used to saying that. It's
0: It's, it's the most... It's the most liberating thing that you'll ever say because it allows you to take a step back and not be in the front of the bus all the time. So like what happens is it's like I love that shit because, you know, when I talk about certain stuff, if I'm my biggest thing is like if it's an opinion, I'll say my fucking opinion. But Let's say we go into a topic where it's about facts, facts, right? Then I'm just go, I don't know because I don't know because it requires me to have a certain amount of knowledge about something, right? Or
1: even prefacing something with, all right, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Exactly. Like that's it's the like big the thing. It's like the best
1: way to kind of go about certain things and still express your opinion with also giving somebody the way in to tell you that you're wrong and let them know that, yes, I'm down to learn the right yeah, thing. Yeah. And I could say something <laughs> like
0: from my experience, right? Because yeah. it's just an opinion about my experience and yeah. you can take it or fucking leave it. The problem is it's like sometimes when people don't know things, they just start bullshitting out of their
1: ass. It's like, that's not true. <laughs> I
0: mean, just, yeah. just say you don't know. And when you don't know, yeah. just say you don't know.
1: And circling back to like what we were talking about in the beginning too, it's like the people in my circle, I felt like they didn't know certain things and they were telling me like they like really they knew. did and know. And that's, that's what fucks them up. And it clouded my perception as mm-hmm. a young boy. And a lot of, it's like, yo, like I look at, um, it's like at the time too, like I, I, I'd wanted to be in relationships and I was a really lonely kid. Mind you, I'm I'm this kid from Brampton, Ontario that mm-hmm. moved now to New York City. And it's like this city is bigger than me. I'm lonely as shit. My mom has cancer, and I'm I just want to talk to a girl. And it's like everybody around me is like, fuck these bitches, man. Like, yo, this works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and then you get a girl and it's like, I'm happy with a girl, and they're like, gay. And it's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Um, I look at shit now and it's like those people didn't really know they They thought they knew to tell a kid to always like the message was there like yo yeah you like these girls and everything but yo you know the real mission you have an advance and you have this deal it's kind of pressuring you know don't go off and waste your time man but it's also at the same time if the kid is kind of happy like leave him in it for a second
0: yeah you know, like that's that's just them kind of regurgitating advice from stuff that they don't really know about because they probably heard from somebody else like exactly don't, don't let your artists like these girls will ruin their fucking lives yeah but instead it was it, it like people forget that people are people like especially yeah. as an artist you really have to curate an artist in the right way yeah. and when an artist doesn't feel comfortable they don't feel they don't feel like heard. Yeah. You fuck
1: them up a lot, dude. And funny enough, I used to be that guy to tell other artists, you know, mm. don't get a girlfriend and like, don't blah, blah, blah. But then like, I would just see the look on their faces like shit. What? Yeah. You know, like, and it's like, sometimes it's just not like that. I'm just speaking from a place of bitterness.
0: Yeah. You know, just, like, I, like I always tell people too. like, if I ever say that to somebody, like I said, like, don't get a girlfriend to a friend, to a certain friend, because mm-hmm. we I've known him for years and I know what he's like when he has a girl. It's like your whole, you throw out your whole career out yeah. the fucking window and then you just chase her around for hours. Mm-hmm. That's where I can say it because I've had years of rapport with you. I've known you for yeah. 10 years. So now that I've known you for 10 years, I've seen you fuck up the same way with 13 yeah. girls. Now I can say, hey, your career is going really well. Try not to date for a little bit and just wait on that part, you know? Yeah. But when somebody is young and you don't know them, and you don't know, you don't, even, you haven't even had a conversation with them like that about how they feel. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little problematic.
1: And I do feel like I was like that in a certain way. Okay. I like got run off on my chick and just do dumb shit. Mm. But again, to justify my actions, it was like, um, dude, I'm fucking lonely in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, like. All my friends are fucking like, by this time, Instagram is out. Mm. It's like, you got to look at all your friends back home grow up without you. Yeah. And who are you talking to? Like everybody born in 86? Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yo, I don't have anybody to relate to. All the problems I'm hearing are these grown ass problems. Like, I want to I hear my friend talk about, like, yo, I couldn't fuck this bitch at a party. I got a little too drunk. Like, I never heard any of that stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it was always a professional grown environment with, like, grown-ass shit and, like, bougie dinners. And, and again, like, these kids think that that's the life. It really fucking isn't, man. Yeah. Fun is the life, you know? And But the thing is, I don't regret those times, and I don't shun them out. Like... Again, those times made me who I was. So, as a twenty-six-year-old man, when when people kind of come up to me with certain things of money and yo, I could take you to Nobu for our meeting, it's like that's cool, bro. It's like I can get that myself. Yeah, the (laughs) fuck, like you know what I mean? Or like the management teams that'll take out shopping and shit just to fucking butter you up. It's like you can't butter me up; I butter myself. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like that's where I learned. So I can't all the way shun those times because it's like that was the hardest
0: part about me going into like the whole acting industry. It was just a lot of just like just. This this talk I just didn't grow up with, right? It's like, hey man, I saw you in this, blah, blah, blah. You're so super talented. It's like, what are you saying this for? You don't know me. Yeah, you know I mean, like just, yeah. just let's talk about whatever we want to talk about. Or they would try to meet up a certain place I don't want to meet up at. Like, let's go to this like fancy Holly. I don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's you how know. I have a
1: label meetings, man. Yeah, like I dude, I used to fucking like I used to fucking go into the bathroom and like straighten my jacket out. Fuck man, let's do this shit. And like <laughs> fucking go into the meeting and like play records and act like I was like relaxed. Damn, I don't even do that. I was Bro, I, I was the exact opposite. Highest anxiety for that. But again, rightfully so, I'm this kid that grew up as a fucking child star, so mm-hmm. I think I need to please everybody. Yeah. But like what was your experience?
0: I like? just show up in flip flops and socks and a T shirt and shorts. That's some shit. So and the funny thing is like I didn't know that that was a reason why I left the good impression. Because I didn't know what these things were. And like, I don't ever do research on shit that I don't give a fuck about, right? So it's like, yeah, I never man. gave a fuck about acting. I, I love the art of acting, yeah. right? But my mission was never to be like you, where you have this dream of being this great musician. I didn't have that for acting. I just wanna see if I could do it. Yeah, you know? And definitely. so like, when I was going into these meetings, I remember I had these casting meetings, and then I would meet some of these casting directors after, they're like, David. I was like, oh, you remember me? It's like, yeah, you're the only person I know. They came to a fucking general meeting with flip flops and socks yeah. <laughs> and a, and a, and a t shirt and shorts. I was like, "Well, you told yeah, me man. to come casual." And I was like, "Well, typically when people say casual, they'll dress up a little bit." But they're yeah. like, "We like that about you, though." It looked like you just were just there to talk. I was like, "Yeah, yeah. I was just there to have a conversation because I didn't know what was going on." Like you guys saw something in me. Yeah, I don't, man. I don't know what it was, but I'm just here to talk. So it was just like in, in those type of situations, like, I don't know if that was a good or bad thing. It wasn't calculated, but they thought it was calculated. I'm like, these yeah, aren't yeah. calculated moves. Like I can only be myself. And I always say like my success is oh, everything I've done up to now is like a fluke. I'm <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> nice. I'm just living. You yeah, I mean? I'm just living. I'm just like, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see if this works. And it has. And it always, and it's always been working out, which I'm very, very fucking grateful That's for. That's awesome. Which, you know, I think it's always been rooted in the fact that I never did stuff that I didn't really want to do. Yeah, and, I, and I've, I've never been able to do that. That's why, like, when there was a lot of these like YouTube challenges, things started going to
1: pranks, all this other stuff. I just could never do it. Yeah, you could never go with those motions. I, I would That's how I feel with like music sometimes. Yeah, you know, like some like people thought I did the face tat thing to like be like a SoundCloud rapper. No, like I literally just did this because I didn't want to look like other Asian artists. Yeah. <laughs> every asian artist was clean cut yeah Not well of course i didn't do it for the artist thing first i actually you just like, did it because you wanted to do yeah it. top priority i did it because i wanted some face tats like it was sick. yeah but like second thought like career wise if we're if we really want to bring it there like no other person looks like me in the asian realm so like i'm good with that yeah you know what i mean like and on top of that i'm, I'm quite i'm very self-aware i'm quite articulate yeah. i i uh i know that morally i'm great and i don't speak like a lot of artists and don't carry myself like a lot of artists so the tattoos thing i feel is almost like my i I wear my scars on myself you know i have a little edge to myself because i actually been through the shit that i say i've been through so i don't like i didn't ever think it was like uh you know i gotta be gangster for people or like you know what i mean like i need to be this that and the third i just did it because i i that I wanted to.
0: When, um, when you when you were kind of going through, because I remember like you you had like an Instagram post where you know you were talking about like your issues with like suicide and stuff. Um, wh- what was like going on through your head at that time? Because I think for a lot of people, when they kind of look from the outside looking in and they see an artist who have who has what they want, yeah. they can't really wrap their head around like yeah. Because why- I
1: kept a lot of things behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I know which post you're talking about too. And at the time too, I was like beefing with a bunch of people for like the stupidest fucking reasons. Mm. They still don't like me. I don't Mm. care though. But it's like, it was just stupid. And I was like, what am I doing this for at a certain point? Like, um, and my thoughts of suicide used to just come from very like selfish, lonely thoughts in which still creep my mind till this day, Mm. but I'm able to ward them off. Thankfully, I think therapy helps with that um but i did feel and sometimes i do feel and i feel a lot of people can relate it's like you, sometimes you feel like you want to die for a day and just see what happens you know mm. i feel like my impact was like weird i feel i felt like if the if if at the if, with all this fucking work i'm putting into russell if i were to get popped like i don't even mean to put that in the air i don't want to put that in the air but hypothetical situation i get popped the news will just keep on saying d pride and I was like, I'm not respected even to, and it was just all these overthought, overdrawn thoughts of me being exhausted. Every girl I was talking to at the time too was like fucking the same girl. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like I was going on repetitive dates and I was, you know, I had a group of friends that were like almost like all like just following me rather than trying to like help me out. So it was like, I, I had a collection of things that were just bothering my mind. And I think, um Around the time I moved out of my old house and moved into my own apartment, which was like last year, December, all that changed. Like I didn't care about anybody or anything that mm. didn't service me in a positive way. So a lot of, I started even getting more in tune with my depressive thoughts and started even weaving those out. Mm. You know, now I'm depressed over shit that matters Yeah, and it hurts a little harder but my priorities in check, so if I'm ever in an irrational situation, I can just. take
0: Isn't that the great back. thing about being a fucking adult, though? It's like w- sometimes when you're in high school or when you're super young, you're put into these situations that you feel like it's it's permanent. Like you have to be in here. Yeah, There's like some the, kind of like social reprimanding that'll happen. Like you're in a group of friends where you don't want to, where you keep this friend around who's super negative, but you don't want to say anything because the group might feel weird. So you suffer. Yeah, from the group. yeah, I
1: don't have that anymore. When you're an adult, it's like. You make that apparent. Fuck you. (laughs) Peace the fuck out. Yeah, you have your choices. Yeah. You have the freedom of your choices. Like you can literally say, fuck this person and dip. Yeah. I'm at a point where I'm not in like high school relationships with girls anymore. Yeah. Like I can literally just be like, yo, I don't give a fuck about this. It's not fucking servicing me well. I got to go.
0: And it's harder when you're younger, but when you're an adult, that's why I, I love being an adult. And sometimes when I remember when I was at a college, um, it was like a few years back, and this kid was like, "He's like, hey, do you ever miss like being like like twenty? Like I'm twenty, I feel like I'm free." I was like, "How much money you got in your bank account?" I was like, "What are you doing tomorrow? Studying for a fucking finals? I'm not doing any of that shit." Yeah. I was like, "I got guap, I'm good." Yeah, I have a lady. What do you got?
1: <laughs> I was yeah, because like, people see old as like washed up, and I don't like that.
0: I was like, "You're." See I was like, wrong. "You're you're the most unsure human being I've ever met in my life. I'm I have certainty in my life, and it took years to get to that point." <laughs> You are not somebody I look forward to being at
1: all. Yeah, dude. It's so funny. I, I it's Funny you said that, too, because I get kids that, like, go up to me and talk to me like I failed sometimes. Like, <laughs> it's so wild to me. Be- it's so – because I was de-pride once. And it's, yeah. like, kids that, like, are, like – like, I'll take the train. And people don't understand I take the train by choice because, like, I lived in Manhattan and, like, Wall Street billionaires take the train. Like, people just – I don't get it. I'm like, yo, I take the train because why the fuck not? Yeah. And I'll, like, meet kids that'll just be, like uh, – like, Yo, like, do you ever get mad that you didn't get to where you want? It's like, I just I'm started. I'm <laughs> like, wait out, what are you talking about? Like, oh, the, nah, dude, you don't get it. I do what the fuck I want. Yeah. I'm able to go on this train because I'm not as famous yet, and I still enjoy my luxury of being a normal person. Yeah. Like, you think that I am not happy because, actually, if you look at this, I'm 26, I got my own apartment with with. Rapping, i'm able to wake up and make my own schedule i can take this train right now and go right the fuck home to my home that i paid for and i consciously take the train because i don't want car payments for a car i don't need because i get driven everywhere because i'm a rapper yeah (laughs) like yo i'm straight i'm dope it's just other people they have their insecurities in their heads so they think that damn if i'm taking the train or if i'm just in public like that like that mean doesn't mean that means I'm not. Popular. Well, that's like even for me so too. So they they push it onto you oh. and a narrative onto you like you didn't. But it's like yo, I'm happy doing what I want because I'm grown man. and I'm an adult. Yeah, <laughs> I look at this like for what it is.
0: That's why like for the for the longest time like I people didn't know that if you look at my very first YouTube videos. Everything I did, and I don't, and this is probably because I'm a little bit of an asshole too. Like I did anything I could to go against what everybody believed I should be. Right? Yeah.
1: Like edgy and shit. Yeah, like you know what
0: I mean? It's like anything that you think that you could tell me I have to be, I'm going to do the exact opposite. Yeah. Like I, every, if you look at all my old videos, I think for like three, four years, I only wore free clothes, whether it was given to me at a car <laughs> I wash, remember that. Yeah. 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 I yeah, only yeah. wore free clothes. It was like the <laughs> ugliest fucking t-shirts and it was literally by choice and people didn't get that either. Even recently too, like I went through this whole phase where I was like, you know what? I grew up really poor. So I'm gonna buy everything that I fucking want. And it didn't make me happy. Right? It was dumb. I was like, I thought getting the the Tesla when it first dropped, right? You drop a hundred G's on that car. I'm like, I'm going to get this fucking car. I got it. Had it for a month. I was like,
1: why yeah, did i get this, this? shit
0: I, got, I, bought, <laughs> I bought all these fucking kicks i thought i would really fucking like it and i was like i'm not even wearing it i'm just having it just to say like fuck you i could afford this crazy i went through the same thing too right i went through the same exact thing i got rid of a majority of that shit and then later on what i found out too was like oh like i just like experiences yeah you know i mean i like doing stuff the way that i want to
1: do it <laughs> you said that too right? i went through something recently like you know, get your first place. And again, mm-hmm. like I was 24, 25. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm a rapper. So yeah. I'm thinking like, yo, I've relived a rapper life. Like, <laughs> I finally got my own place and call some bitches do this, and <laughs> kind of third, you know. And I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I've had a couple rendezvous, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it wasn't ever as lit as I thought it was going to be. Mm. And I stopped like that one day, It had to be like a month and a half or something that I was like doing it on. I just stopped. I'm like, yo, I had enough sex, bro. Like, <laughs> like I, even before that, just in life, like, what am I proving? Yeah, let's I let's wanted prove. this place for what? And then i met somebody to, to not explain too much of the situation because I want to leave that and just the songs and everything. But she had, she'd stayed over for a bit and it gave me this fucking different perspective i was mm. like oh fuck like shit i'm waking up with somebody today this is sick what yeah <laughs> like this is great like i had to cry when she left and everything i was like wow my whole perception of living alone and getting a place and finally adulting was like freedom and thinking that this ended, but like no nah, i just i made a home yeah. and my experience for making this home is incredible and like I thought I'd get an experience from different girls every night and being like a bachelor and blah, 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 But I got experience from a real life situation where somebody actually cared about me and came into my home yeah. and treated it with respect as much as I did. And it just made me see things in a grown up way. And yeah. I was like, damn, I'm grown up. This is sick. Like, wow. Like yeah. life is, life is really not like sometimes the m- most material vicey way I think about it. You know that's why again, like I related to my my final goals. It's like, yeah, I would love to be rich, but I want to be rich with my dad taking care of, yeah, like I have plans of getting my dad a specific house, and I have plans of putting my sister through a college and letting her actually finish unlike me and my brother and and just real life goals for myself that all have to do with making sure that everything that got me there is taken care of, yeah, and Everything else is more so like I have just goals of like traveling the world. I just want to travel the world.
0: Oh, traveling and is amazing, man! Yeah, like, like that's
1: what I want to do. Traveling
0: is like one of those things that I that I always make it a plan to do every year because it's, it's an experience. Yeah, it's like stuff yeah. that that's the, that's those values that I was talking about where where I choose to spend my money where it matters, right? So I, I spend it on traveling because no matter how many times if you if I buy something like this, right, this iPhone 11 whatever Pro Max or whatever, right, when you first get it, it's cool. It's doing great things. That's great. Uh, a week later, whatever. When the, whenever the next iPhone comes out, this thing is like the value, almost, the, the, yeah. the obsolete. Your memories of when you travel and the experience that you have with people when you're there, they never become obsolete. They get more intensified as you continue to miss them. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna invest my time and money into this because mm-hmm. it grows with me. It never leaves.
1: That's like a thing, too, with like club friends and like industry friends. Like people think getting drunk is like what the experience is when you go out or like doing all this stuff. But you're doing it around like promoters and like people that don't like do it around your friends. Yeah you know do certain things around your friends or like go travel somewhere and be with your friends or like you know what i mean like people spend like four grand on like bottles and shit and like all and i don't mean to get in anybody's pockets but like you equate that to like actually like going somewhere hot and you know what i mean like Mm. where the currency stretches a little more and you can like dive into a fucking like river and shit and like be in some blue ass water it's like that's so much cooler an experience, and you and your friends can go do that. Yeah, and, and then go get drunk there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> again, like, find, just, find
0: those things that'll really kind of bring you longevity, and you know that's like, what I'm trying to work on now. Yeah, it's I'm it's, not perfect. I'm I trying mean, to work well, you're 26, man. You're fucking mad young. Do you? You're, yeah. you're, you're getting there to that yeah. point, man. And like, like I said, like it's it's just. All that stuff leads up to you becoming a better person and you just start to evolve. And so like all the stuff that you've had in your past is the reason why Mm -hmm. your music is the way that it is now is the reason why you, you, you have perspective is because you went through a lot of shit. And I always say to the people that I fuck with the most is the ones who had the most fucked up lives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the weird thing. It's like, all my closest people have the most fucked up lives.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Dude. Crazy. Like I, 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 and at the end of the day too, like, as fucked up as shit was for me, I find so much beauty in it. Like, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, man.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have a Russell. You know, that's that's, yeah. that's the crazy part about it, right? It's like, fuck, if it wasn't for all these X amount of experience, how many times I got fucked over. These times I tried to kill myself. This time, you know, even like, you know, the experience of like your mom being taken away from you. Like, these type of things is like only... Russell can, could have handled it this way and put it into the art this way. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy when you think about it, right? Because it's, it's this tragedy that allows this beautiful art to come out. And I just don't – I like I find the best comics, the best directors, the best musicians have always had something tragic happen to them. And they've yeah. been able to, to kind of take what this – Terrible thing, and they turn it into something beautiful, mm-hmm. and that is where I I really appreciate art a lot. It's like fuck, that's what art does, dude. Yeah, you can't really do that with a lot of things. I mean, what what other medium do you know that you can do that with? Like, it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's a yeah. I mean, that's why I'm happy I found music at such an early age. Yeah, you know, I don't, I really don't know what I would have done. Like, I mean. Tracing back to like my cases of depression and anxiety from like fifteen, you know when I didn't understand those feelings you know i't I didn't understand that I was depressed. I didn't understand anything until I really started listening to music and people that would talk about it and how much that helped me and how much my creative way to like really express my problems and put them down helped me yeah um and art's beautiful that way. There are kids that, like, I'm not book smart at all, at all, but morality, like, through art, I found so many things through morality and self-awareness, you know, that I was able to kind of look at myself almost from a bird's eye view using art. Yeah. I was able to reflect myself, listen to songs about my situation. Why do I relate to this song so much? Why is, you know what I mean? Like, almost being studious of yourself through, you know, your creations, Almost taking like, like I take songs that I've made back then and I actually study my behavior in them, Mm. you know, especially like when we were talking about my label situation, like I used to rap about them and like how much I hated them and all this stuff. And like, I listen to that stuff now and I'm like, wow, dude, you did not handle that right. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's good. It's like a log, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a little log that I can, you know, ooh, okay, that happened. But I'm happy I had all those, you know, like I'm happy I had something a creative outlet or something to talk about these situations whether i handled them right or wrong or not i had a way to get out yeah um that's why i see art it's a way to get out sometimes without having to fully run away you're just in it
0: that's awesome man
1: you know like music i'm just in it i uh i write songs about the craziest the craziest shit and i'm just in it you know like a girl I miss I'll fucking just I wrote a song about her bro like I'm in it I've been listening to this like one I'll play it for you again like I've been listening to this song like 10 times a day
0: that's dope man and
1: it's just because like I could sit there and fucking be torn over not being with her all the time and just be, be in my own sadness but I just listen to that song and all of it goes away it's like nah you're happy like you're gonna work hard so you could like see her again or some shit, you know? Like, you don't have to think that way. And happily, again, like music has always given me that, that yeah. sense of security. Art, you know, gives people a sense of security in a place where it's like actually free, where you can take that like dive, you know, the trust dive and like be cushioned by something, you know? I think creation is the best cushion sometimes. Yeah. Cause you can be supported by the bed you make. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's like a, it's a good life,
0: man, see. being an artist and being able to do what you love and have it be your career at the same time. Because at yeah. that point it just stops feeling like and work. And
1: using it as a good mental aid. Oh, for sure. You know, again, like even actors, like they use acting as an escape. Yeah. You know, from whatever they're going, whatever's going on in their house, you know, in their household, like they can literally come on set and not be that guy. Yeah. You know, or not be that girl. You just totally switch it over and and you're this character now and you can run away for a bit and almost relate some of the things that you have to the character, which is why you'll get actresses and actors that that can cry on camera so unbelievably well because they're able to tap into emotions and that's creativity. You might be a
0: really good actor too.
1: I want to be. I have plans for it. I actually have plans to want to be like in certain indie movies and I want to grab certain roles. I think you just, Um, you're a
0: very in tuned person. So it's like... Thank you. That's like one of those things that actors really need because I see a lot of people who want to be actors and I'm like, you don't even know what the fuck your feelings are, dude. Like, how the fuck in are you going to be In like?
1: order to get out of... uh, In order to play another character, you need to really really be self-aware. Oh,
0: hyper self-aware, man. That's yeah. why that fucking movie that it was so hard because like I had to sit there for like fucking four months and just stew in this character. That shit made me lose my fucking mind. I shaved my head three months before the role was there. I just shaved yeah. it off. I was Big like,
1: well... method acting and all that. Yeah, hair. so I just
0: had to sit there and just, and just fucking just simmer in that shit. Yeah. That shit made me lose my mind. Like, it's so funny too, because like the character that I was playing had a lot of like internal angst. It was like that, that character that, uh, it was like an Asian kid who wants to be a musician and he's just different you yeah. know and he kind of grew up in a very hood ass area and then people don't expect these certain things uh-huh. i was doing that shit and then when i was on set i was like this irritable human being and i was like oh fuck this character's <laughs> fucking me up you know i'm not yeah. an irritable person like i'm usually really
1: happy and jolly it sucked in a little too hard yeah
0: either. and then like i got really pissed on set i fucking smashed the chair i was, I was like oh let's like, oh. take a step back and i'm like uh this is not very much You're like i was like well you know the film came out great but fuck man it's kind of hard when you have to just go through these negative thoughts all the time Constantly. Yep. Over and over. And pressure can
1: get you there too. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Pressure can really make you do your job for the wrong reasons. Yeah. That's why I just try to keep myself less pressured with things. Yeah. It's always good to kind of just give yourself the floor when you're yeah. creative too. Like, you know I mean, what? For you. I have the floor to do whatever I want, you know?
0: I mean, before we sign out, I mean, okay, so the album's coming out February fifteenth, right? Um, what else should people be looking forward to?
1: Other than the rest of my career, um, <laughs> I have a lot of th- I want to showcase a lot of myself this year. So I have um, after this rap project, I really wanted to I really wanted to like really get to people in a way where like they know that I can do more, but this is what I'll give them right now. I like to pace everything out. I don't like to give everything at once. That's not how I am as a human being mm-hmm. with anything. Um, I give things to you like they're already complete, but that's just because I'm good and I know how to make things that sound complete, mm-hmm. but I'm always going to come with quality. Yeah. And I want to come out with another R&B project. Um, but do R&B my way. Um, Everything's going to be my way. I really want to show people that I can do things my way this year. So that way, uh, a little more videos and video production. I really want to jump on um, making my merch line like, you know, a great... I I really do feel like I make some fun looking clothes and I just want to keep that up and keep like the good work up. Um, And I, I really look forward to all that stuff because funny enough, I'm getting more eyes on me now than i've ever had in my career um so there's no wonder like there's no I, n- I never know where this is gonna take me so i'm just playing it as it goes in a good way like i don't even know it's gonna be here you know so it's uh hey
0: man it all works out at the end man yeah but- i have
1: a lot of good things planned so i'm just you know as big as they are to me i just want to make sure that they're a little paced out and good and i want to uh I definitely want to walk through with it with my audience instead of here have a billion expectations. Yeah, for me. yeah. no, I'm gonna walk you through this. I'm a rapper. Here's some singing stuff. Here's some acting stuff. Here's some clothes. I'm just gonna show you guys like this is everything that I do, and I don't have to brag about it. I don't have to come up here and you know, fucking diss a billion people about it. I don't have to do anything. I'm gonna do my best. Hey, man, I think um, you're on
0: the right track, Yeah, that's
1: what I got. Like, yeah. literally my best coming up. Um, but Boy Lonely is, yeah. You know, like, for real, I really am sold to this album as a person. Um, and I feel like if anybody's going to listen to a project that should, like, that wants to get to know me, know me, definitely listen to that one. Um, and I feel like it'll kick off a lot of good feelings about me and then you'll want to retrack and see cool. things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I have this thing with Tim coming up soon. It's a nice little single. I, I felt it. like he needed, yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. So Tim,
0: Tim hit me up and he was like, Hey, what do you think about this? This and that he was asking me for a couple of opinions on the stuff. I was like, this dope is catchy as fuck.
1: Yeah. I wanted it's, to give Tim a song that, cause I sent him a song before and it was very like niche and like mm-hmm. us two being goofy on the song, but like perverted lines and shit. Yeah. But I was like, man, I, I, I really feel like you should have a hit. Yeah. Like, you're that kind of me like yeah. you're that guy to like be on record like fun cool records like this and like talk like how you do on every record like, yeah i want to hear you be like this kind of in my head that's how like i i really envisioned tim to be on a record like yeah have a hit and like be tim on it and yeah. he, that's exactly what he did he's like tim on it and yeah, i just yeah. i feel like I, I complimented it like in my way um but it, it is his single and i just like it with his like that his voice sounds cool on it so i'm like and i like tim's stuff so i'm happy that i'm i I at least have a song with tim that's like a little more serious yeah in a way um so that's coming up too and a lot more i'm trying to work with more artists and do some features and shit like i really want to jump on more features this year i think uh i have so many like incomplete songs too it's just i'm waiting for the right artist to be like yo you want like, I actually, It's going
0: to happen, work. man. <laughs> well, man, I mean, we've been talking for a good two and a half hours. I think you Jesus. just, I think you beat the record in the longest podcast I've ever done. I really? Didn't know, I didn't even know that was two and a half hours. That shit went by like that.
1: Yeah. That's just crazy. probably a lot of me saying like a lot, but it's cool. Yeah, I mean, at this Not more point,
0: than I have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: it, it is what it is. And yo, I'm I, yeah. of course, before we sign out, I just want to say thank you because I, um, you know, for a long time, I just, I tried to keep away from interviews and yeah. I tried to keep away from being on camera because i thought that i was annoying in a sense i thought that i i didn't fully know myself yet i feel like i i i, I, I kind of know myself now and i'm able to hop on camera and talk to people but i want to talk to the right people and i feel yeah. like you were one of the right people that I, I wanted to be in a room and spend two hours with so
0: thank I you i appreciate it man like i said My man guy. this fucking podcast man <laughs> this podcast is just about opening up like i told you man we don't have i don't have anything preconceived topics in my head I always let people talk out and feel out what they want to talk about right just because I think people are just interesting in and of itself Mm -hmm. like I don't need to guide the conversation anywhere you know like it just if if you have thoughts, in any if you are an artist, I'm pretty sure there's a thousand thoughts in your head. And there's things that I just want to know about you personally. Right. Yeah. And it always works out that way, too. And I think that's why I love doing this podcast, because I don't have an agenda to make somebody angry, happy, cry. I'm not doing things for clicks yeah. or views. It's just this is a conversation I would have had with you either way.
1: <laughs> yeah. And conversations like this last. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's always it's always good to. To actually sit down and have nothing to talk about (laughs) because then you have everything to talk about.
0: I love it no, that's dude That's
1: the best part of that, like shit like this So thanks
0: yeah. man Yeah man Appreciate I'll it I'll have you on again dude Just I can't wait till After the album Then we see And then when you're Fucking really big up there I'm gonna haul you up And you're gonna ignore me I'm like this is tight
1: Oh <laughs> no I won't do that The this funny what, enough thing is I actually is wanna joke. revisit
0: This conversation This is my joke too I always tell my friends Like if I see them On the streets And I'm like you, If I say what's up to you And you fucking recognize me I was like You're not famous enough yet dude Get the fuck out of my face
1: <laughs> 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 Oh and by <laughs> the way I love the gag In Send Foods Where like this the gag of you not being the famous one. Yo, people don't get us a gag, dude. Gag, dude, keep doing that. That shit is so fucking we, 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 funny, We would shoot, right?
0: And then we're shooting and people come with, like, damn, you can't get fault I was like, no, that's not the big Get the fuck out of the video. <laughs> like, I'm like, don't come up to me right now. Do it after the video.
1: It's so good, yeah. man. And again, like, again, before we sign off, I just want to give you your flowers for being, again, like an Asian entertainer that is fully himself. And Thanks, man, I've seen you take the flack. I've witnessed you take the flack for it. And I've also witnessed you win for it. And it's just a great, beautiful thing to see you make what you want, uh, talk like how you want. Like you, your demeanor has never changed. It's so cool. Even Thanks, ever man. since your Korean Jesus, like skit on Dumbfound yeah. you've always just been the same guy. So, you know, from me to you, of course, like keep it that way because... That's why I fuck with you.
0: Thanks, man. It's not, not I can't change. If I change, I kill myself. That's basically about it.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, man. Gang, but, gang. Hey, you can catch us on any audio platform, Spotify, iTunes, Stitchers. If you want to leave comments below, show a lot of love. Album drops February 15th. That's boy, yeah. boy lonely lonely. <laughs> if you don't fuck with this music, you don't fuck with me. Period in the story. I <laughs> will see y'all next time. Peace. <laughs> gang. <laughs>